the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We will take your calls about absolutely anything. We'll start things out, though, with a story that might interest you, and this one is about a photographer. Now, the photographer was prevented from doing his job, which is to take pictures, right? Well, hassled. Oh, I'm sorry. He wasn't prevented from, from well, doing it? I mean, you know, I mean, when they when somebody comes up, uh, let me read the story. Let's get you. into it. Okay. Um, this is from Charleston, West Virginia, from uh, the WV Gazette. Um, an award-winning video journalist was arrested by Charleston police Wednesday, excuse me, Tuesday, after he took pictures of Santa Claus and a choir. At being the, arrested sounds like being prevented from doing your job. Fine. It depends on how you want to look at it. Um, at the uh, Town Center Mall. Scott Ren, um, Rensburg, 47, of Washington, is charged with battery and a police officer and resisting arrest. They love to toss those things around. Battery. Now, battery makes it sound like he lashed out. It makes it sound like he harmed uh, the police officer or attempted to harm the police officer. But they'll give, you a, they'll give you a battery mean. on a Leo for winking wrong at a cop, yeah. okay? Uh, according to the uh, complaint, Reisenberg slapped the hand of a Charleston police corporal, um, R.C. Bassford, as the officer attempted to block Reisenberg from taking a picture of him, the, the cop. Um, Rensberg then attempted to pull away from the officer, according um, to Bassford, uh, in his complaint. So here's the story. Rinsberg, who was hired to take photos of government buildings as a subcontractor for the IRS, had just gotten back from taking photos of the Sidney L. Christie Federal Building in Huntington. So he's actually a government contractor. Yes. Guy. He stopped his, at his hotel room, then went to the Charleston Town Center Mall to eat dinner and do some Christmas shopping at about 5 p.m. I took some pictures of the choir singing, and I took some pictures of Santa and the snow scene. I take my camera with me almost everywhere. He's a photographer for a living. Yeah. Um, Rinsberg is a freelance videographer. In 1991, he won an Investigative Reports and uh, Editors Award and was named the National Press Photographers Association Photographer of the Year. He said he takes pictures of all the places he visits and sends them to his girlfriend in D.C. He went into a store to shop for a scarf for his girlfriend when two men stopped him and told him he'd taken a photo of one of their children with Santa. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that there were kids in the shot. It was a it was a wide shot. We said. can't have that now, can we? Yep. People taking Rinsberg pictures. said he apologized and pulled out his camera and erased the photos of uh, Santa Claus and the uh, children. He said he scrolled through the photos so the men would know that there were no photos of children on the camera. That's pretty reasonable of him. I mean, he didn't have to do that. He, yeah. If you're in a public place, you can take whatever photos you want to. Sure. I mean, oh, wait, was this outdoors or was he? I'm sorry, I missed it. Was in he a in a mall? He's yeah. in a mall. Okay. Technically, it's not public, but unless there's something that says no photography on the uh, the front door, then Still, I think, I think that these, well I personally rights. believe these people are highly overreacting, and this is just all this, yeah. you know, fear of uh, pedophiles lurking around every corner that uh, goes on Which is on in completely unfounded. Well, it's not completely unfounded. There are some pedophiles hiding around some corners, but it's extraordinarily rare. The, the level the of chances, fear, right, the, is unfounded. The chances that these um, that this guy is going to, uh, you know, molest their children or whatever, have deviant thoughts about their children, is infinitesimally small. It's much larger yeah. that these men are molesting their children, not that this guy. But that's True. just statistics. I did think it was weird, and it shocked me a little, Rensberg said. I, I understood, too. I, I didn't want to upset the guy. I think it's a sad comment on the world we live in. It's Absolutely. N- never happened to me before. Okay, this is a guy who's a photographer for a living. This guy's overreaction had never occurred to him before. Hmm. When he finished in the store, he walked 
by Santa's cabin again and was talking to his uh, girlfriend on the phone about what had just happened. He saw one of the two men and stopped him and was talking to the police and, the, and mall security. These people are nuts. It, it is. You know, it's just I'm thinking about this and I'm, I'm thinking about newspapers. I know they're kind of going out of business, but uh, newspapers, they have these newspaper photographers that kind of just go around town and they look for things to take pictures of for the front page, you know, sure for the do. local section. And Those I human would say, interest stories. yeah, human interest kind of, oh, look, here, this is fun. Here's what's happening in town. Uh, a lot of those pictures do involve young children sure or, or kids that are under the age of 10. Or Think something how many like pedophiles that. are buying those newspapers. Mm. We need to put a stop to this. I thought how crazy. We need a law, Mark. How crazy is this? These officers, um, uh, you know, sur- all these officers for s- taking pictures of Santa Claus. Rensburg said Bosford, that's the officer, Bosford, stopped him and said, why are you taking pictures of kids? I can't believe you're asking me that, Rensburg said to the officer. Do you mind if I take a picture of you? Rensburg said he reached into his pocket and pulled out his camera and raised it to take a picture of the police officer. <laughs> Bosford grabbed the camera to prevent him from taking a picture, which is when Rosberg said he took his free hand and brought it up to the small camera because he was afraid it was going to drop to the ground. So he's trying to catch the camera. That's right. the, this is the battery. Pretty Rensburg. Don't, um, according to Rensburg, Bosford said, don't touch me. That's the officer. Rensburg said he told the officer, I'm not touching you. When he grabs his left hand and takes it around my back, and grabs my left hand and takes it around my back, while Santa and the kids and everyone looked on, Rensburg said, I'm scared to death, and he's going to dislocate my shoulder. I'm begging him not to do that. And he responds, if it dislocates, I'll call the paramedics. By no means. What a sweetie. Yeah, by no means was I trying to resist. And this is absolutely crazy, and I think that our public this servants... sounds like, I don't know, it, it sounds like kind of how things are. I mean, yeah, well, right. I'm not shocked by this at all. I, I concur with you completely, um, and what I it see... Is crazy. Yeah, what I see is a, um, a, a, a civil servant corps that somehow believes they're above, uh, the, above the press, above uh, public scrutiny. They do not like the light of uh, the day, of, of day shown upon their activities. They do not want their faces put out there. And I know cops love to fall back on that. Well, I do under undergrounds, undercover, work, undercover yeah. stuff. Well, you know all that crap. <laughs> you know all that undercover stuff is by and large uh, drug you know, war. Yeah, drug war stuff. Which I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, people have the right to put anything in their body they want to, up to and including bleach if they want to inject it in their veins. I don't care. But Bosberg took Rinsberg to the ground and handcuffed him for what? Taking a picture. Apparently, yeah. Illegal yeah. Pho- photography of cop. Yeah. Rensburg said he had an old Which football isn't injury. isn't the charge. And his uh, left sho- shoulder dislocates easily. He said he was begging for the officer wow. to ease up and not um, to let it dislocate. It's amazing how much, because, uh, uh, you know, they, if you're complying, sometimes these cops uh, will just, you know, they'll just take advantage of it. Jam their knee into the back and, yeah. uh, you know, all just using more force than they need to. Well, all they have to say is that you weren't complying. Right. That's all. Then there will be no investigation, and if there is an investigation, they'll find that the cop was completely within his rights. After all, he said you weren't complying, so he had to shove his knee in your back. doesn't matter what you actually do. What matters is what they say you did. We read a story last night where some cop uh, you know, tackles a guy and breaks every single rib in his rib cage and kills him. You know, I, I, yeah. I think that there are times when they... Uh, they just overreact, and and you know this is a perfect example of overreaction here. Now, what was he charged with again? Charged with uh, well, he's, battery. At this, at this point, he's charged with battery. It has nothing to That's do it. at this point with the with uh, taking pictures of anything. Mm-hmm. So, of course not. You know, the guy says, "I'm going to take a picture of you," which, as far as I'm concerned, a citizen should be able to take a picture of of his a public of a, yeah, a police officer or any public servant that uh, that he pays taxes to to support. And I, I just. 
just wonder, is there anybody out there listening tonight that actually thinks the cops should be protected from being photographed? Is there anybody? 800-259-9231. I'd love to hear from you if you're out there. 800-259-9231. So every time, um, Rensburg continues, I, every time I begged him to ease up a little bit more, um, there were four officers standing there, police, small security. Um, it was crazy. Once um, in a holding cell, another Charleston police officer got Rensburg some water and listened to his story. He said he treated me with respect. He seemed sympathetic. Um, he Good said, contact, Sergeant, yeah, of course, Bosford, who had uh, taken his camera, interviewed Rensburg once um, he was in custody. The officer asked him why he'd taken a photograph of a girl still on his camera. The um, the photo of a choir in the background in the center mall was taken from a second floor of the mall. Looking down, a figure was sitting watching the choir in the bottom left of the frame. I'm not even sure it's a little girl, Rinsberg said. I don't know it. Um, it was against the law to take a picture of an officer in uniform, he, Bosford, said. It's not against the law to take a picture of an officer unless they don't want you to. Wait, wait, wait. Who says that? That's what? the police officer. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't they think never want you to. I don't think it's against the law. Um, and But, you know, it may very well be, in which case it's a bad law because yeah. – the the fact is a free press is what and, and as far as I'm concerned anybody with a blog on the internet is is part of the press a free press is what is supposed to keep this nation free that's what the founding fathers said and uh, you know when you don't have when you're not able to take pictures of the police as far as I'm concerned you have a police state there's also a great blog called uh, carlosmiller.com which is uh, photography is not a uh, is not a crime he just goes in catalog story after story that are very similar to this where photographers across the country are being harassed and arrested by the police this is not a unique case more coming up you can take control this is free talk live have you been thinking about starting a website i'm going to tell you about a great offer from hostgator HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the show. We're here live taking your calls about whatever's on your mind. Dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, and they include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, and if you're one of our radio uh, listeners on Saturday nights only, you missed an entire week. We do this thing six nights a week. So head over to freetalklive.com and grab some archives. The right there on the front page of the site, and they're completely free for you. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Plus, take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search with startpage.com. Start your seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. As we continue here, we're going to take your phone calls about what you want. And we started the show out with a story out of West Virginia, Charleston, actually, where we're on the air tonight at WBTS. But uh, apparently there was a photographer, a professional photographer, who had uh, gone into a mall and had taken some photos of Santa Claus and some kids and, you know, the mall scene. In fact, I saw one of the photos during the break on, on the, another story, and he took a, a shot, uh, like a wide shot from up on a balcony of a group, a choir group, essentially, doing some Christmas caroling. And you can't see much of any detail even from that shot, even if he were taking pictures of, 
of girls or something like that. Right, little little kids. Yeah. The little kids would be the size of ants down there. I mean, it's from the second floor. Right, but apparently it was that picture that the police took issue with, and they came up and accosted him. And I'm just I'm just curious, is there anybody that thinks that uh, the police shouldn't be able to be photographed? Because the cops got very upset about the fact that he wanted to actually take the pictures of the police. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the calls. Uh, Tim is on the line listening in Huntsville, the WBHP. Tim, welcome to Free Talk Live. Well, thank you very much. You are on the air, sir. Go ahead. All right. Thank you for taking my call. It took me eight, eight or ten times to get through, but I'm glad I found made it anyway. Uh, you know, if the guy wants to uh, take photos like that, stay out of trouble. I know this one uh, company named Heartland America. they got sunglasses that have a hidden camera. And a little remote that you can stick in your hand, so you can take all the pictures you want. Well, but but you understand this is a pro- professional. It, you know? I understand what you're saying. There are plenty of great uh, surreptitious style cameras, spy cams, and things like that out there. But this guy wasn't there to take uh, lurid photos of children. He's a professional photographer, and he has a professional level uh, digital SLR camera that he's using. That you know, that's a couple thousand dollars likely that uh, that he spent on that. You you just can't get the same kind of image quality from a spy cam as you can a professional lens camera. Do you understand? Well, I, I can, yes, I'll, I'll go along with you on that. It's just the idea to to keep him out of trouble or something like that. But I'm, what I wanted to say was I had a run-in with one of these rogue cops myself back in 71. I set him up good because he had a bad reputation anyway when I was living in Florida. I dressed up to look like an innocent hippie cat, you know, long hair, mustache, mm-hmm. peace signs, shirt, jeans, no socks, uh, red, white, and blue shoes and everything like that. You know, I set this whole thing up so he come after me. You know, like that. that set, I set everything up perfect. And when he come up, thought he's going to mess with some innocent hippie. I beat the crap out of him. Whoa. I mean, I mean, I stomped him right into the ground. And I was getting ready to finish him off with some of his buddies came around. But I spent nine days in jail with that. That was Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, it sounds like you got lucky. You're, you're lucky they didn't extinguish your life over that one. I, I happen to. I, I don't recommend using violence uh, when it comes to the uh, the tyrannical agents of the state. I think uh, maybe love and uh, forgiveness is a little more uh, more appropriate. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because typically, when you uh, you go off on the police, you end up not making it out alive. Yeah, it's um, and it doesn't really solve the issue. I mean, no. it, it it backs up in their mind what it is that they're doing. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're dealing with people that are dangerous, of course you have to be violent. So I think that I, I think that the right way to deal with them is, uh, you know, is to be peaceful. Toll free numbers eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And back to to his original point briefly before we continue, uh, we're talking about a professional photographer here. The issue that we're discussing is that. People taking pictures, whether they're professionals or not, people taking pictures in public places or in places where the public is allowed are being harassed on a regular basis by the police. And the solution isn't necessarily to just go uh, and buy spy cams so you can get away with taking pictures. The solution is more civil disobedience and the more, I mean, apparently taking pictures is now considered civil disobedience. But the, the solution is more taking pictures and getting behind the people that are getting busted for this and, and supporting them and showing them that they're not alone out there. That, I think, is uh, the answer, not to just buy a bunch of spy cams so you can uh, surreptitiously take photographs. I don't, think the, I, I don't think the solution to this problem is to kind of 
go run around the uh, the law essentially just to uh, try to avoid contact with the police. Right. I, I'm I'm deeply disturbed by the idea that uh, some pedophile would be out there taking pictures of kids. Um, I, I don't think that necessarily somebody who's just taking pictures of kids should be tossed around by the cops or anything like that. But this isn't that case. This is a professional photographer who just takes pictures everywhere. You never know when you're going to get that Pulitzer Prize winning Absolutely. photo. And you have to you have to take pictures in order to get the, 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 the prize. So, I mean, this guy's absolutely supposed to be taking pictures. Let's go to, I don't care if he's not a professional. I don't care if he's just an amateur. It's, it's just a picture, man. Right? Let's talk to Danny in Charleston listening to WSC-FM. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Danny. Danny. Hi. Um, I can try to give you a, a, a little different take on this if you want to hear it. Uh, sure. The, um, there was a Santa Claus who was, had a line full of kids, and the photographer was taking pictures of the children. The parents got nervous, called the security guards, and the, because it's, it's an inside mall, the uh, security guards got the police officer who was working in the mall for the mall. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Charles—he's a Charleston police officer, but he—he he was working overtime, and they're paying him. So um, then, what happened is he—he he said, "Okay, they don't want me taking pictures. I'll delete them." And then he says, "I'll take pictures of you." Then the the, the mall—it is their policy not to have pictures taken inside the mall. Um, I'm not defending the police officer or anything because that'll be sorted out in the courts, I'm sure. But it, I think the the thing was, if if a person's outside, uh, then certainly a police officer should uh, have his picture taken if somebody wants to take it. The, well, according to the mall, according to the mall, they have a policy. You're not. You, they don't want you taking pictures inside the mall. I, you know, it's not mentioned anywhere in this story. If that's a policy of the mall, I think that that's, you know, that's their business, and they should be able to do that. Are we talking about the same story here? We're talking about yes. Charleston, West Virginia? Because you're calling from Charleston, South Carolina, right? I'm calling from Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, I my apologies. I got the wrong information in, from my screener here. Okay. I work in city government. Gotcha. So would it have been more appropriate for the, the mall security to just simply come and inform him that he sh- he's not allowed to take pictures in the mall? It doesn't sound like that happened here. He was. He is a freelance photographer, and he was here actually work, doing work for the Internal Revenue Service. That's correct. And the Internal the Internal Revenue Service is real near the mall, mm-hmm. the, the civil division, and about a block away. So he was in there, and that's how it happened. I'm not defending him. Uh, I know the police officer, and I know the whole situation. So, uh, but I did want to try to give you at least another side of it. Appreciate that. Thanks for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. However, he was arrested for battery on a police officer when he didn't batter the police officer. He was just simply trying to protect his camera uh, from falling to the ground, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, that's how they do the investigation. He couldn't just investigate right there in the mall. He has to arrest him and take him in for something, right? Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including... The Wiki, with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can go and edit virtually anything there. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has five days of firearms training waiting for you, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to front site.com for your free your, your training and free gun it's frontsite.com all right so we continue here a story we started the show out tonight with was a man who is a professional photographer brought his camera into a mall in charleston west virginia and then was arrested not because he was taking photos but arrested for battery on a police officer as though he you know makes it sound like he was starting something with a cop well they actually approached him after he had taken some pictures and uh, were ad- admonishing him for it apparently and word is the mall doesn't actually allow uh, photos to be taken that's what we heard from one of our callers a few moments ago and i think that's their right they should be able to have whatever weird uh, uh, rule they want but i'd like to point something out something that i tend to do is when i'm kind of comparison shopping so that i can discuss things with my wife is i'll take pictures Pictures of packaging with my uh, little smartphone. Sometimes I'll even take video and uh, talk about the, you know, here's the different products here, and that way I can, you know, bring the video home and yeah. talk to my wife about it. And it's a good idea. I can't remember all that stuff. Don't have a pen and paper. I mean, that's why I have a smartphone, right? So I can right. record these kind of um, things. And I'm just wondering, is this the kind of thing that I can expect if I go to the mall in Charleston, West Virginia, is to be accosted by a police officer for, uh, you know, taking photographs? And if so, if I get a little sassy with the police officer, you know, say, hey, I, whoa, whoa, I'm just taking some pictures, man. Can I expect to have my arm yanked up behind me and uh, carted off to jail so that they can harass me a little further? And are the taxpayers of Charleston, West Virginia, are they okay with this? Because this isn't free activity. Um, I mean, you know, the, the use of the jail and the uh, the booking system and all that stuff, I mean, these, these things, it costs, costs the, money. It costs money. You've got to feed these people, all that other stuff. So uh, so he actually erased some of the photos when some upset parents came over and, and asked him, demanded that he do that. Uh, and then it was the cops that came over later, right, after, after he had taken right, a couple more? Right, the parents then went to the, 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 the security and the police or whatever. Right. And again, it would seem to be more appropriate for them to just simply ask him to leave. Like, hey, photography's not allowed here. Now you well, have to go. And, and that would have been likely true, but it's, it sounds like there was a, a bit of sassing going on. Do you understand? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't exactly being entirely complete. Yes, sir. Yes, officer. Uh-huh. He wasn't being... A, well, the cop didn't want him taking his picture, and that was the, that was the well, issue. Well, I mean, that, that is the issue. That, that's what it all comes down to. And that's to. what my real concern is here. I think yeah. if the mall wants to ban photography, that's their prerogative. But I think that in any but other But I don't think a civil servant should be able to ban photography no. on themselves. And, and, and normally outside of private property, these cops are very frequently trying to stop people from taking pictures. For whatever right. reason, oh, it's terrorism. Or, you know, oh, you can't take a picture of me because I haven't given you my permission. Well, you're a cop. You're a public so-called servant on the job, on the record. Let's go to your calls. Jason, this one's actually in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WSC. The last one was Charleston, WVTS in West Virginia. Anyway, Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, and actually, the point that you just made was what I wanted to speak to. I am actually in law enforcement. And uh, so before you guys go jump on me, hear me out, please. That's I, all right. Um, you're absolutely correct 
if you're in a public place, people can take a picture of whatever they can see, you know, in front of them. So if I'm working a traffic scene or basically, and then that's how and why we set crime scene tape, because if they can see it from their position and they're allowed to be there, then they can photograph it. Right. And like I said, if I'm directing traffic, they can photograph me in the execution of my duties. However, you guys are real big on personal rights, and I understand we are civil servants, but at some point, we give up every bit of our rights to to refuse a photograph because we put on a uniform and, and do the job. Don't you think so? so? This, guy, this guy, no, I don't. The okay. guy says, the officer says, hey, listen, don't take my picture. And there's various reasons that I can see that the officer would request that, particularly from an up-close view. Um, and I, you know, why he might have some yes, food caught in his with, teeth with, or something with with open government, yes, photograph law enforcement and and that way everything is open because that is our government. However, a lot of us either don't have stuff like Facebook profiles or keep them secured yeah. because we have families too, and guys, there are bad guys out there who will track us down. If I and, want and uh, hold to on a second. Out who we are. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you ever seen the law enforcement because you sounded pretty reasonable at the beginning of your call. Now it sounds like you've com- almost completely changed what you were saying. You're saying, "Okay, you can take pictures as long as you're far away from us, but if you get up close to where you can see our faces, that's uh, that's an issue." Have you haven't you ever seen the police officer trading cards? Yes, I have actually. Well, well what is that? I mean, if you're worried about being that identified, is, that is that officer who chose to have his picture put on a police officer trading card. So you're telling me somebody if, in the office? If we're talking, if we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, I'm talking about entire departments full of officers having police trading cards, like kind of like baseball cards, except with police right. officers on them. Right, and that officer had that choice. So you're telling me that some cops can uh, can opt out of the uh, the police trading card thing? I don't know. We don't do them. The only the closest thing we had was our dare officers had those, and yeah, it's a choice. Yeah, don't get your picture well, taken. So um, I guess I, this is the question I have. Um, I am a you know nominally a journalist, really I'm a commentator. But um, if I you know feel like a police officer has stepped out of line, the um, th- what, what you're saying here is essentially that police officer has the ability to decide when he gets his picture taken and when he doesn't. And I um, and, and, and you know. I, I get this whole thing with his. I agree with you that he sh- should be able to uh, be photographed inside of his duty, but you know that, but not too close or something like that. I want to get as close as possible. I want to find out what this guy's doing, because if um, I want to see his name tag, right? I mean, it's and I and I understand that, and I'm not going to speak to the incident because I don't know anything other than what fine. is in the media. However, from what you guys have said. The guy goes, well, if I can't take their picture, I'm going to take yours. That sounds like it. We're doing a job. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to be subjected to, listen, please don't take my picture, and the guy starts taking his picture. Here's why. If he did that to you, he could be charged with harassment. He could very well, and I'm a private citizen. I make my money through. Um, no, he know. could not be charged with harassment because you'd be in public. If he, if a cop was photographing, uh, photographing you in public, we're then talking you, you inside would... of this mall where they said not to. Fine, okay. inside the mall. Let's take but, it outside the mall, Ken. Then, but, can um, we? Because these things happen all the time now, outside now, of malls. Now take it, take it outside the mall. Okay. Yes, he can take pictures of anything. However, if he begins, if you go, listen, don't take a picture of me. 
and he begins to follow you just to piss you off and take your picture, that becomes harassment. Um, Brian, that, that's true when it comes to me, but I don't draw a paycheck paid by taxpayers. You do. Your, ta- your money is funded by me, whether I like it or not. Therefore, I feel that I have the right to follow you around with a camera. Let me tell you something. Uh, what, uh, what we've done here in uh, Keene... I, I think there's a fine line. I, I understand that we are civil servants. We are paid on the public taxes. However, I don't feel like we need to be subjected to that form of harassment. I understand you don't feel that way, and it's not harassment. I understand why you feel like it might be harassment, because, well, maybe you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, but if you're just That's doing... What if I'm well, not? Well, if you're not, then you shouldn't have a problem with it, right? If you're just going yeah, about well, you're doing your job. If, what are you what, trying to hide, what dude? What if I am working at that mall off-duty, but maybe I deal with confidential informants? Well, well, I guess this is the question I would have, is if um, many many times you'll be ta- told by – police will tell people, hey, do you have anything to hide? You know, what are you, what are you trying to protect your privacy here for? And I guess the question I have for you is, what do you have to hide? I don't. Well, well he what's the problem no with the privacy. photography? He was, he was no, talking about confidential informants. There's no which, privacy. There's no and, – and that's – we're getting into too many what is There's no privacy with the uniform and the department and the officer's actions. However, that officer is still a person, still has a private life. Oh, we're not, not talking, duty, we're not talking about when they're off the, on the, off the clock. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate, I appreciate it. We're not, that's not what we're talking about. And, and I don't care if you're off the clock. I'm still going to take your picture if I want to and you're in public. You have no right to privacy unless you create privacy for yourself. You want to leave your front windows open? I can look through them. You want privacy? Close the around with a mask. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up absolutely anything at 800-259-9231. We're talking about the police and photography. Uh, We'll continue that discussion here in moments. Manchester Brewing is founded by an alien race of reptiles called the Slore, who live beneath Stapleton Airport and secretly control the Illuminati. Find out more at ManchesterBrewing.com. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here, 800-259-9231. Also want to invite you to uh, support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. If you enjoy this program and you like the fact that we give you all the features on the website for free, unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites, then voluntarily step forth and uh, contribute 3 bucks a month to Free Talk Live. We take that money and reinvest it into the show. It doesn't go uh, out as paychecks. It goes out as advertising to promote Free Talk Live to more radio stations, to get on more stations across the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board uh, with the program, so thereby exposing more people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you, it's worth 3 bucks a month. You'll get perks, too, like as, uh, access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, and more. Get all the details and get signed up with PayPal or any major credit card or alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We just got off the phone with a police officer 
who sounds and like a really nice guy, by the way. Seemed like a nice guy, and I, I'm sorry for uh, you know having to uh, essentially tell it to him straight, but look, dude, you work for the government, which means that you're on the job, you're on the record. If your, I time, pull your out, time is rented. If it's I already wa- paid for. Right, and I'm being forced to pay for it. So if I want to pull out a video recorder, a, fo- a, fo- a photographic camera, or an audio recorder and record your likeness and your voice and your person, then... I absolutely will do that, especially when dealing with that officer. It's one thing to, you know, stand by and and photograph something that's going on elsewhere, and I think you should be able to do that, you know, an interaction between two, an officer and an, and a member of the public. Yeah. But it's it's another thing entirely to be able to record your interaction with that police officer. Right. Hey, look, you're gonna do whatever you want to do to me, man. I need to have this for court, and we can put this because, whole issue aside when it comes to court. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I would love to have some police officer call in and say that they believe that somehow the the members of the public are believed over the over uh, members of the police department because I think that that is bull crap. I think that a police officer could go in there and say whatever he wants as long as yeah. it's not too entirely outla- outlandish. It doesn't and matter what you it's say. It's going to be believed. And the fact is that video evidence, that photographic evidence, is useful to it's me. It's your best protection. Really. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you can have eyewitnesses, and that's useful, but having the video <laughs> you, is... You better have a, a room full of eyewitnesses yeah. to counteract the testimony of a police officer. So, uh, so, and by the way, we can put the, the whole original issue aside, because what originally brought this up was an instance where a guy was uh, harassed by a cop because he was photographing in a mall. Allegations are that mall doesn't allow photographing. Fine. We can pull up a number of as stories. As far as I'm concerned, that mall should not be allowed. If I'm dealing with a, uh, you know, a, a man who can take me to jail, I need to be able to photograph that particular incident. And whatever rules the mall has, as far as I'm concerned, need to be set aside for my personal right to be able to photograph, uh, you know, an interaction with law enforcement. It's not like they could, uh, you know, cite any damages or anything like that. So the, the most that should happen to you for taking a picture is that you're banned from the mall and they're, you know, go away. We don't want you here anymore. That should be the extent of what would happen in that case. But we can go down the list of story after story. CarlosMiller.com blog site does it very well. He catalogs week after week various different examples of the police harassing photographers and videographers around this country in various different locations, many of them completely public. During uh, one of the conventions last year, an ABC journalist was arrested. There was a story right. in I don't Miami. Get the, I don't get the uh, impression that the guy who called in in um, the last segment would be that kind of cop that would do that. I think that he's, you know, to me, he sounds like a very reasonable guy. He just uh, has no, He said he didn't want his picture taken. He has concerns about his his privacy and off-duty time, and I I think that that's... No, no, he said he doesn't want his picture taken if you're too close to him. That's what he said. But he has concerns about his uh, privacy off-duty. That was That's what his fine, is. but if he's on duty, he doesn't want you taking his picture either. He was very nice about saying it, but that doesn't mean he'll be nice when he uh, gets in your face. Let's continue. Uh, David is in St. Petersburg listening to WFLA. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I want to talk about civil disobedience. Okay, sure. You know, a lot of in this country has been accomplished by civil disobedience, civil rights, women's suffrage, things like that. And uh, at what point in time, you know, it looks like with the, the, the Tea Parties and, you know, there's been some civil disobedience in this country. But at what point in time does civil disobedience not work against our government? You know, it almost feels like I'm being painted in a corner. I don't ask for anything from my government. I pay my taxes. I got a good job. And... uh with all these things, these oppressive things, you know, cap and trade, health care, 
even gun rights being deteriorated over the past, you know, half century in this country, mm-hmm. it feels like I'm being painted in a corner, sure. and I feel helpless. I don't blame you. I felt the same way when I was in Florida. Uh, people, people <laughs> who work for the government, please listen to what this man says. This is average citizen. This is a guy, this is just your your average guy out there who says that he feels like he is being painted into a corner. And I have a question for you, people who work in civil service. What do you think it's going to be like for you and the government when people, when average citizens like this feel like they're painted into a corner? Because I feel the same way. So, uh, it's, I, I, I'm, actually, I'm scared to death of my country. I've served in the military. I served honorably, got discharged. I work in the private sector now. I've never asked for a dime from my government. I ask for very little from my government. I want my government to protect my borders, keep a sound currency, keep a good military, and leave me the heck alone. Now, they're really not doing any of that. No, none of it at all. And that's what's frustrating because as a citizen, all I can really do is spread the word that I'm pissed off through my friends and families and relatives and all that, and hopefully they'll do the same and we'll grow in numbers. Um, but what was your vote. question about civil disobedience originally? When when does civil disobedience when when is citizens is civil disobedience not enough? Well, when is you it know, happening? I mean, civil disobedience for the most part doesn't happen. Most people are just right. go along to get along, uh, shut up, uh, leave uh, leave the government people alone. Let's try to st- stay under the radar and not have them target us. So, I mean, where are all the examples of civil disobedience? It, it doesn't maybe seem like right. you know. Maybe you're right. You know that. The, the Tea Parties were marginalized by the government and the media. Those weren't you know, civil. Those, those were just protests. Those were just demonstrations. Those didn't well, some of them were out without permits. Some did. Some yeah. did. Well, that's good news. Uh, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the extent of it. That's not. That's not a significant campaign of civil disobedience in any way, it's not shape, significant. Or, or form. Uh, so I think that there's a lot of civil disobedience that has yet to be done. In fact, I'm a huge fan of it, and whenever I uh, whenever I hear about it, I do my best to talk about it on this show. Uh, a lot of it's going on up here in New Hampshire, where liberty-minded people are moving to, uh, to in order to get active for freedom. Some people aren't involving themselves in civil disobedience, but there's a, a contingent of people that are, and it's I think it's making a difference. Uh, and, and I think the more people do civil disobedience, the better, the more powerful it becomes when more people get involved. But Go ahead and name for me, you know, the last time you heard of a dozen people uh, engaging in civil disobedience in this country. Well, when they do, they're marginalized as right-wing idiots or, you know, they're whack jobs. They're, you know, heck, Ron Paul supporters. <laughs> you know, it, 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 Can you name absurd. one, though? I mean, really? Well, the Tea Parties are the best example, but you're right. They're basically protests. Yeah. Um, and they're very peaceful at that. You don't have uh, to. I'm not advocating violent uh, violence I. when I talk neither about civil I. disobedience. I mean, the, the whole the, the word "civil" I think suggests being peaceful. Correct, but it's you, you know breaking the law in protest to get a point. Martin Luther King is a great example of civil disobedience. He spent yes. time in jail breaking the law to get his point across, and uh, it worked. He certainly you know, did. It needed to happen. Let me get back to something here, because it sounds like we're probably on the same page on a lot of things. However, there's a a couple things I did disagree with you on, and one of those things was uh, this whole protect our borders uh, concept. As somebody who believes in liberty and the the idea that other people should be free... Hmm? No, I know where you're going. I know exactly where you're going with that. Maybe protect our borders is the wrong thing. At least know who's coming in the country. So what does that mean? Like like, uh, you want checkpoints and stuff like that? Maybe. It's a you tough know? issue. Because um, that's what you're going to have to have. I had a tough time yeah. with it, too. But the fact I is... Don't, I don't have a... 
I don't say I don't have a problem, and I can understand why. I have zero problem with somebody from Central America, uh, Mexico, anywhere in the planet wanting to come to America to earn a good living and to send money home. I have no problem with that. Sure, David. Um, because but, if I was there, I would want to do the same thing. But David, but there needs to be some sort of process to get these people in here. What we've you got, know, David, David right, whatever process, whatever process the government puts in place will be arduous, stupid, ineffective, and costly. And arbitrary. Um, and, I agree, because the government can't do anything right. Absolutely. Exactly. So if we put them in charge of the borders, all they're going to do is screw it up, and they, well, you know, like the, as they have up to this point. And what I'd like to – And infringe to, on people's rights. What I'd like to tell you, what I believe the problem is with the borders isn't a problem with immigration. We, ha- we don't have an pr- immigration problem in this country. We have a welfare problem, because there's absolutely. no reason in the world that I should be forced to provide uh, anything to somebody who's coming to this country um, to make a better life for themselves, um, you know, medical care, schooling, any of that stuff. I shouldn't be required to give it to them or anybody who's in this country. Immigration immigration is actually so far down on the list of my concerns. I'll tell you Um, what, David, we're short on time for this hour, but it's it's been a good conversation. I want to invite you to freestateproject.org to learn more about a movement of people that actually, a number of them are willing to get together and do civil disobedience, and I thank you for the call tonight. Hour two's coming up. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the live Saturday edition. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free on our site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And coming up, we're going to do a Totasac giveaway. We'll tell you a little bit more about the Totasac in a bit. And we're going to take your phone calls, though, right now about whatever's on your mind. Let's go first to David listening to Charleston's WVTS in West Virginia. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. David in West Virginia. I think that's David. Maybe it's not. Going once, going twice. Let's try Michael listening to WFLA in Tampa. Michael, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Michael just dropped. Michael is gone too. Let's try. <laughs> Let's try. How about this? Chris in New Hampshire on the amp line. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Wow, we are striking out tonight here, aren't Sorry, we? I was on mute. I'm here. Okay, there he is. I was calling from Dennis Goddard's 40th birthday party. Okay, I'm sure all of our uh, national listeners really care. But what's <laughs> what's on your mind tonight? I uh, just want to give you um, talk about the Liberty Forum that's coming up on uh, March 18th through uh, 21st here in New Hampshire. 
Yeah, the Liberty Forum, which I am very excited about, as I always am. It's something that Free Talk Live attends on a yearly basis, and we broadcast live. We don't go and broadcast live outside of the studios very often, but the Liberty Forum is one of the uh, the, uh, the handful of occasions which we do that. Uh, it's going to be happening, you said, the 19th through the 21st of March? Uh, March 18th. We're going to have that Thursday again where people can go shooting or uh, attend the State House and then a party Thursday night. Great. So uh, it's my understanding that uh, Andrew Napolitano is uh, going to be one of the judge s- Andrew the, Napolitano, the judge. Right. The uh, the keynote speakers. I mean, this guy's uh, this guy's a pretty big name within the the Liberty community. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the judges. Um, yeah, he was a top of our you know, one of the top people we want on our list. He said I met him about three four months ago, and he said absolutely he'd love to come and speak. So he's looking forward. Um, coming up he actually mentioned you know many of the free staters that he had already met and had on his show mm, okay. so he was pretty excited to visit us great and there's a there's a whole other list of uh, folks that are speaking at uh, where where can pe- people go to learn more about this uh freestateproject.org slash liberty forum okay very good and but if you just go to freestateproject.org it's right there on the front page that's correct true true so uh so what else do you want to share about the liberty forum uh this this that's coming up fundraising dinner with the judge. They are limited, so people do want to sign up. There's only a few tickets left to get uh, you know, wow. the dinner on Friday. And just, you know, for all the people, things that people have heard about the Liberty Forum, we've added, you know, we always take uh, suggestions about what, what people like, what they don't like. We try to improve it. So we have added a brunch for Sunday. Um, we have a couple of speakers back who were really highly rated from last year. And then, you know, like William Grigg, who could not make it last year due to a family emergency, he'll definitely be coming this year. He's very excited about coming. Excellent. So. That's Will Grigg, who's frequently featured over at LewRockwell.com, does a great job of covering the uh, the insanities of the police state here in America. I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully getting the chance to, uh, to spot him if I'm going to be there that same day. Uh, unfortunately, I have to uh, go to a talk radio convention, so Mark's going to get to have all the fun this year. Well, I'm happy to tell you, uh, Ian, that he's probably going to be speaking on Sunday, which I believe he'll be back for, right? I will be uh, there on Sunday, so that's uh, that's yeah, great so news. He'll be speaking Sunday, yeah. So, guys, then, so uh, now, other... wait, wait, quick, quick question. Normally, you guys have like an early bird discount. Is that in effect right now? Yes, early bird discount is in effect, and there's also a um, if you put in Free Talk Live, there's also an additional ten percent off. So you have to spell it out. Is it three words, Free Talk Live? You have to put it. Uh, it's one word. I think it's. Actually, yeah, that's what work. I thought. I thought it, I heard it was yeah. FTL. So if you put in Correct. FTL, you get 10% off. Is that right? Correct. All right, cool. So people should go and get registered now, especially if they want to get in on, uh, number one, the early bird discount, but number two, the dinner with Andrew Napolitano, the judge. That's correct. And also the hotel only has so much space, so I advise them to get their rooms now. What kind of, uh, what kind, what kind of teaser, what kind of hint can you give? Because you still have two more keynote speeches to announce can you can you you know tantalize a little bit? Is that possible? Um, Saturday night is probably going to be a well-known economist. Hmm. Okay. Mm. All right. Very good. I know that you've got uh, David Friedman already lined up, and he's one of those academic. Uh, I mean, for types. God, he's got six. He's Milton Friedman's son. Yes. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. Be there. Um, you know, we tried to get him there last year, and he just said he couldn't go. But uh, his son Patry spoke last year and told him, "Dad, you have to go. You'll love it." So he'll definitely be there. Um, he's, he's actually looking forward to now because he's heard so much about from Padre. So that was really cool that uh, David said yes. Great. Thanks for the update. Uh, anything else you want to share tonight, Chris? Um, just also, Shelly Roche is going to be there, and she's looking forward to coming. We're actually going to have a whole track full of Lola. That's the Ladies of Liberty Alliance. Oh, excellent. They'll have a whole track full of uh, speakers 
on Saturday. That's fantastic. Chris, yeah. thank you. Uh, people can go to Free State. Thank you for the call tonight. People can go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum or just look there for the link on the front page. It's a great event. If you've heard us talking about the Free State Project and, and uh, excitedly discussing all the wonderful liberty-oriented things that are happening here in New Hampshire, as we do uh, occasionally on this program, this is your chance to come up right in the heart of winter and uh, and experience New Hampshire and experience what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented individuals. It is a great time. Yeah, when I talk to my friends from uh, back in Sarasota, Florida, about having moved up here, you know, that's the first thing that they talk about. Oh, my God, you know, it snows there. And, you know, that's I, I think that people that, that are dedicated to liberty need to, to see what the winter's like up here in New Hampshire. It's not like uh, – I, I think that what they find most surprising is – my God, we heat the indoors. All right, so we continue here uh, with your phone calls. Troy is listening in Virginia Beach to WTAR. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yes, sir. Like I said, I was I was uh, I was listening to y'all talk about the, how police can you know how the, sometimes they uh, go uh, you think a little bit beyond uh, necessary means uh, when dealing with the public and in public places and public environment. I used to be a cop myself for about ten years, mm-hmm. and you know we never had any fear of whatever we did because we knew. You know, we were wholly, you know, 100% accountable for every action we did, no matter what we did and what we did, and everything should be recorded. I mean, most cops drive around with, with uh, cameras in their cars. Sure, if they can record us, why record, can't we record, record them? They're, they're recording themselves and uh, everything around them, and, and they always use this, this terminology. Uh, we do it to protect yourself and us, but and honestly, it's just to get more evidence on you. Uh, <laughs> and the time it protects us, and when something backfires uh, yeah, and, you know, and in the past, what what I've found and, uh, is is um, in instances where uh, you know police are using uh, videotapes is sometimes that that evidence comes up missing. Not every department, not every time, by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm very glad that uh, some departments are using videos on their police officers. I think the more video cameras, the better um, when it comes to keeping people safe. I just I always fear the 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 video cameras in the in the hands of the government. Well, the re- the reason I call was not exactly about the photography issue. But like in, in, in this area, like in Virginia Beach, Virginia, there are actually laws that are run from the government, which are only specific to certain areas of the city itself, uh, that would actually some of them go against the Constitution itself. I'll give you one example, one that I know some people, that they, they just write tickets because the, most people just pay the fines sure. you know, for the money yep. for the city. And rather than you know go to fight the court, but you know unless you have like 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 you said solid solid evidence that against it that you know you know you know ten times out of ten it won't fly. And, I've, and, and around here you say you know lawyers won't even like defend people in Virginia Beach, Virginia because they say it's kind of like the wild wild west as far as the courthouse goes. And I can tell you I've had some personal experiences on the other end. Now, That's not uh, an uncommon uh, experience uh, across the country. I mean, people frequently are are taking plea bargains and things like that. When if people wouldn't take plea bargains, if they were to actually go for not guilty, it would load the, the court system up to the point where they would have to do something different. They'd have to stop uh, charging people with all the silly nonsense. Like like one in particular that really really grace my 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 goat is uh one uh, they have these uh, signs all over certain areas like they call high tourist areas like i.e. malls. Or like at the ocean front of the strip of the Virginia Beach, Virginia, mm-hmm. like the first two streets, they'll have these signs that say no, and it has like these. I can't even describe it. Like uh, symbols, kind of like you see in the old Looney Tunes. Yeah, no, uh, they, no, br- no glass, no dogs, that kind of thing. No, no, no. I mean, like it looks like a symbol, like cussing. Oh. Like, like in the Looney Tunes cartoons, they oh, have those okay. squiggly lines, X and number pound signs, or whatever. Yeah. It means like no cussing, right? Really? And it's like how, how, yes, and I mean, and I've actually <laughs> seen people where they they've gotten tickets for. 
you know, saying quote unquote, you know, cuss words in wow. these areas. And and the people that I know that got those tickets that actually went to fight them, all they did was they took a photocopy of the Constitution, highlighted the First Amendment Good to the court, and they dismissed it. But the funny thing is, they know that most people don't. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like you know, Troy, Troy, question for allowed. you. Question for you. You yeah. said you were a cop for ten years. I yes, want, sir. if you don't mind hanging on, I'd like to know why you're no longer a police officer. Would you? Well, would I, wasn't, you be able to tell I wasn't like I wasn't a cop or state cop. I was in the army. I was in the military police. So oh, okay, I, very I, good. I, I, I hey, thank you for the call, I, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. I appreciate the input. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's time. Wake up. This is just in case you care. And yeah, I'm talking to you. That's my booklet of truth for the people of America and the wake up call for action to save our freedom. Get a copy for you and your friends at yamtalkingtoyou.com and get involved with saving our country. That's yamtalkingtoyou.com if you want to be part of the solution. Otherwise, just go back to sleep. You'll adjust to enslavement. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies are there. Dozens of them uh, have sent us uh, pictures or videos showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Robin is our newest Shriner, and you could be our newest Shriner as well. If you're a lady listener, you qualify. It's not a beauty contest. It's open to anybody that is of the female persuasion. You can get all the details on how to become a Shriner at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. By the way, the Shrine of Female Listeners is brought to you by Manchester Brewing at manchesterbrewing.com. The public school system sucks off the uh, productive capacity of hardworking people, and whether public education succeeds or fails, spoiler alert, it fails, at providing real education to the public, the cost goes up and up year after year. There are no refunds. Oh, and it destroys individualism and curiosity. School Sucks Podcast. It's a show about the end of public education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com and learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. All right. We continue with your phone calls. Ladies, come first. Sharon is on the line in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sharon. Hi. Um, there's a curious trend I'm finding across the nation, and I didn't know if perhaps some of your listeners could give me some more information in detail. Um, as of yesterday, five of our local radio stations were sold to an anonymous source, and they... Mm, I don't think I, that's possible. I don't think that's possible. Well, you may I, not know I'm who it is. Re- I'm still researching, and we're, okay. we're trying to find out. Okay. But you you might want to check with the FCC on that. They have uh, detailed information on who owns all licensed uh, radio stations. At least it's a corporation, right? Like, maybe you may not be able to get the people's name that might be it, true. but... Well, what they did is a very, very conservative radio show, which is completely PC-free, got a letter a minute before they went on air saying that they were doubling their rates as of Monday. They were doubling their rates to buy airtime? Yes. Okay. And they've done it systematically to several other shows that that were PC incorrect. For me personally, I think that there is something sinister about it. I think that this is a perfect way for Soros to go about eliminating our free speech. I don't well, think George you... Soros is spending much time on uh, little radio stations that are uh, selling brokered time, but 
you know, I, who knows? Well, okay, if that's what you, if you believe that's the truth, let's go ahead and let's 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 believe for a moment that that's actually what's going on. I don't think that it is either. I think it's just coincidence. But uh, but you could do something about it. You know. What What would you suggest that I do? Well, start your own radio station. Wouldn't well, that solve the problem? I would love to. Okay. I, I just don't know how. Well, you find somebody that knows how. I mean, if it's as big of a problem as what you're suggesting it is, certainly there will be other people that are as, as upset as you are. The people that are now having to pay twice as much for their airtime might be very interested in uh, paying less and uh, paying you or your friends or whoever it is that starts this uh, this competing radio station. Of course, the problem is the FCC doesn't really like giving new licenses out, so Here you might have to go pirate, but uh, it's not it's not very... It's community. Community. You community may have to go radio station. Community station, uh, where you don't ask the FCC's permission to broadcast. So there's there's still free speech for anybody that wants to uh, to claim it. It's just you might have to dodge the FCC. But will you not end up in jail? Probably no, not. No, heck no. I've never he's ever been thrown in jail in America for broadcasting on the radio. No, it's very unlikely. The, the FCC likes to threaten people with that. They'll threaten you with jail, and they'll threaten you with thousands of dollars in fines. But one of the things that has uh, never really happened, to my understanding, and I, I, if I'm wrong about this, I hope someone corrects me, but... As minor, as a fan of uh, pirate and slash community radio, uh, it's my understanding that no one's ever really taken the f- uh, the fines by the FCC to court, and it's it's likely that the FCC would never enforce on those fines if they hit you with you know they send you a letter saying you owe us ten thousand dollars for running this pirate radio station, and you just send them a letter back saying oh yeah. You know, prove it. You know, prove that I uh, have any obligation to uh, to pay you money for running a radio station. Uh, and it's it's very likely that they're just going to drop the issue because they're they're likely afraid of someone going to court and challenging it on free speech grounds. No one's ever no one has ever challenged the FCC on free well, speech grounds. The FCC grounds. has never let anyone get that far in court. They just right. drop the case right. because the FCC knows that what they're doing is in fact unconstitutional. So yeah, it's just really up to you as to whether or not you want the freedom to speak or not is what i'm trying to say sharon does that make sense it does it does can i give out my my email address and if anybody has any information that that would be helpful sure if you, you... want loonies all over america send a new email hey maybe we'll find some that are right in the head go ahead uh, there's a loony for everybody obama mama at Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Normally you hear the uh, the, normally you hear it from the other side, Mark. You hear the uh, the liberals talking about how it's a conservative conspiracy to take control of uh, of all the uh, radio stations out there. You don't normally hear the the reverse of that. It's just a conspiracy to keep people from getting on the airwaves. What is? Well, the FCC. The FCC certainly is. You're right Right. about that. I think that they, you know, the idea that they are able to, uh, you know, keep people from stepping on each other's signals, I think, is admirable. But... You know, that's what the court systems are for. I mean, right. If somebody if somebody tries to build on my property, I can pretty well figure that out with them. And if somebody's stepping on my signal, I can pretty well figure that out. And we can't we can go to to court and figure it out. So yeah. I think that the F, you know, that, that those are the two things the FCC does is they handle uh, signal patterns and make sure nobody says four dirty words on on the radio. Because it's not seven people, it's four. Uh, it's, but it's more than just those, those words. There's also certain things you just can't talk about in certain ways. Anyway, let's continue here. David is listening to WVTS in Charleston. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David in yeah. Charleston. You want my uh, radio off? Uh, preferably, but I don't hear it, so it's all good. Go ahead. Okay. 
Now, these three cases come up in the last two, three years in Charleston. Okay. This is just the first one. Now, two years ago, there was a young uh, cop, very young one, driving excess speed. His name, last name was Tagalian. He he run into Canal City, and uh, it's a suburb of Charleston. Okay. Run, run over an old man in a pickup truck. Oh, jeez. Turned the truck over, killed his wife. The old man was 72 and the woman was 71, I think. Let, let me guess what happened. They slapped the cop on the hand, and he's back on the streets. He went to another suburb of Charleston, St. Mm. Albans, and, and just said he copied it. They did. What? They give the city give two million dollars to that man to shut him up. Wow! Now, so, so the cop still has get, his job. Now, the cop still 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 been a city police Sweet. in another uh, little town yeah. near Charleston. That's how it works. Well, I'm on file also to get him off there and, and uh, sue both cities now. Oh, good luck. I I hope that it works out for you. But uh, the the cops are pretty tight knit group and they protect one another. So it's very unlikely that your lawsuit will will go anywhere. But I you know maybe I'm just cynical and maybe you'll be the one that uh, really holds See, their feet no to the flames. No the government carries insurance anyway. No insurance do they have? It's called quality of assurance. You know what that means? I do not. It means you will pay for anything they tear up. Meaning you, the uh, the taxpayer, will pay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely What do they right. need insurance for when they have taxpayers? Right. That now, cop didn't pay that $2 million. It was no, the taxpayers the, the that paid. The city did. The city paid that. The, t- the taxpayers paid it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks now, for the story tonight. You got another yeah. one? There's another one. Okay, hang on. I'll bring you back for it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Wherever you are, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Still to come, Totasac giveaway and whatever you want to talk about. 800-259-9231. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses to jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com, we're more than just a dating site, we're a lifestyle. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. It's the Saturday edition of the show. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And on that site, you'll find there are a lot of features, and they're all completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, those features include stuff like the updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Do you hate making extra trips to carry in those grocery bags? For the last few months at my house, we've been using a cool little product called the Tota Sack. It's a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the U.S., It's designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. Go to totasack.com. That's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. And uh, you can get a family pack today. As a matter of fact, uh, they have a little Christmas special going there. If you get two family packs, they'll drop ship uh, the second one for free anywhere in the United States. You have to call in on that one, but it's totasack.com. T-O-T-A-S-A-K. Oh, and by the way, we are going to give away a two-pack of the Tota Sack coming up here sometime, I would say, before the hour's uh, finished out. So stay tuned for that. It'll be a special phone number, not the call-in line number, which is 800-259-9231. That's the, for those of you that want to just call in and talk to us. 800-259-9231. Let's go, ladies first, to Karen listening 
to WFLA in St. Pete, Florida. Karen, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Hi, how are you doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I have estrogen, so you invited uh, us <laughs> ladies to call. Yes, as always. Uh, I was, I'm a 30-year police officer, retired. I know, I wasn't very uh, dedicated to my job, and I'm a quitter. 30 years is a long time. <laughs> I know, I was, I was being a little sarcastic. Ah, okay. Um, my partner's I, dense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do appreciate quite a bit of what you're saying. Um, there's, there's a because the officer that called in, uh, that's how I policed. I was in patrol for 13 years, and I'm going to. I feel so free. I'm on free radio. I worked <laughs> the ghetto. We're not allowed to say that anymore. Um, for 13 years on patrol. It's got to be rough duty. I worked evening shift. I'm only 5'3". I loved it. And um, it was rough. I was promoted when they didn't want... Well, I was hired when they didn't want women. I was promoted when they didn't want female sergeants. Um, but I loved the job, and it helped. And the guy that said, go ahead and record me because I'm not doing anything wrong... That was the standard that we were held to. And I know not every, especially in the Northeast, seems like the older the police departments are, the more entrenched corruption is. Well, L.A.'s, um, you know, pretty in pretty rough shape, and it's a relatively new department compared to, say, the NYPD or something. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, okay, now here, I, I've got to tell you, my last years on the department, I ran the burglary unit. And... We would go, you know, we would get a guy who would admit to 200 burglaries. And we'd work out a deal where he'd only admit to 10 if he'd show us every place he broke in and we had a, a chance of getting property back. And we had a 10% rule. The judge would sentence a person to, ten, to like, eight years. Mm-hmm. They'd serve eight months. What state is this yeah. in? Florida. In right. Florida. Yeah, that was at the time. Um, now now Florida has an 85% rule, and uh, nobody serves less than 85%. No, not really. If it's in county jail. Okay. In less than in, in county jail, that may very well be true, but still, you don't get one. You can only get one year and be in county jail, and they don't do one month for one year or anything like that. You're very well educated. I've been in prison in Florida do. for nine years. I was in prison <laughs> in Florida for nine years. I could tell you exactly what it's like. Um, they do still have gain time in the prisons, even though they have that rule. Well, they have gain time for the people that were sentenced before. So there's a, there's some guys that have been in for 15 years or something like that that are getting gain time. But I mean, you're, you're, now you're talking about the real rough customers. So Sharon, you spent a lot of time in, uh, as you put it, the the ghetto. I imagine you saw your share of uh, drug related cases. All the time. So, how do you yeah. feel about uh, how do you feel about ending the war on drugs? Oh, jeez. There's been so many wars. The war on drugs, the war on poverty, the war on whatever. Right. Um. It was. I was actually. Uh, I'm considered a dinosaur, but in '85, when you know crack hit the black community. It changed everything around. Uh, suddenly, we were being shot at with machine guns, mm. 
instead, <laughs> instead of just, you know, the normal type of weapons. Right. Um, armor-piercing bullets. Um, it made people crazy and more violent. And the war has to be, I think, uh, conducted on two fronts, and that's not even what I was going to talk about. But uh, Whenever I have a know, cop on the line, I, or a former cop, I like to just bring that issue up. It's one of my pet well, issues. I like to hear what people have to say about it. As, well, and you, as somebody who spent 30 years as a police officer, likely uh, I figured you'd have something to say. So, yeah, so you think it should continue? Well, okay. I don't, I don't like it when they call it a war on something. Um, as a police officer, I did the best I could on the street to take out, you know, the biggest people I could. The narcotics unit worked on sometimes making deals, flipping people, making them informants. How did, how did that work out for you? I mean, fish. let's say you, you, you took out as big, the biggest people as you possibly could. How did that work out? Are drugs still there? Oh, absolutely. So uh, do you feel like there was no point to any of it? Um, I t- I'll tell you what. There was a big point what happened is we, we took out a guy that was literally running 13 blocks, and he had read-offs like the police did. And he had people stationed at every block with similar to police radios, but they were nicer because they had more money. Mm-hmm. And um, he held hostage that entire community hmm. by putting his various captains by, you know, buying houses. D- don't you feel it's... Kept- Right, right. I, I understand the that the, the, the black market is, is very well financed. You're, you're correct about that. But don't you feel like the war on drugs hurts more people than it helps? Well, I, okay. Let me, let me finish this. Sure. We took that guy out. So there was, you know, there's a vacuum. And right. guess what happens when there's a vacuum? Somebody stepped in. Yes. Right. Okay, now tell me, I mean, I, I'm, maybe I'm ignorant. What is the war on drugs? Well, the war on drugs, from my perspective, is a war on our friends and our family members uh, in that over 1.5 million people every single year in this country are arrested for various different, uh, mostly possession-related so-called crimes where they had a plant or a chemical or something like that. Uh, Their lives are ruined. They're jailed. uh, They're given a a permanent record, and it makes it very difficult for them to uh, to get jobs in the future. And uh, it's a very destructive process, far more destructive than the drugs themselves. So I, for one, uh, would like to see a complete end to, to this madness and, uh, and allow drugs to be sold uh, in the legal marketplace, just like alcohol and cigarettes are, uh, completely decriminalize. Uh, actually, I don't, I don't actually support any sort of government regulation either. I think that yeah. uh, the marketplace should simply be able to handle this because we've seen all this before, Sharon. I mean, we've seen what it's alcohol Karen. prohibition. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, don't Karen. Piss off. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I got the, the call screen was screened. Uh, your name wasn't written down correctly. So, Karen, uh, my Apologies, uh, but we, okay. we, we have seen all of this before. It was called alcohol prohibition, and all of the consequences were, were the same. You, you still had uh, you know, gangsters and violence and uh, yeah. terrible things, and you don't have that in the, uh, you know, the legal world of the alcohol trade. Uh, Budweiser isn't out to, uh, you know, to attack its competitors by blowing up their factories and, no. uh, and assassinating their distributors. Have you ever – I'm a very well-studied person. I have my master's degree. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about the jail situation, prison population, and especially in most states. Um, but have you ever read a book about prohibition? 
I've read a lot about uh, about prohibition in general, and I, I'm very familiar with it. And you know what, Sharon? I absolutely would love to continue this, but I forgot about Dave, and I'm so <laughs> and I, I I saw your name and Karen I, actually, and and I spaced out and I forgot about Dave. So we got to get back to Dave. But I thank you for the call. Call us again sometime, and you're welcome to talk to us about anything about jails or whatever you want to talk about. All right, thanks for the call. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. And if Dave's still with us, we will get back to him and also take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. It is a Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features including stuff like live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, webcam... Let's see what else. Oh, yeah, the listen lines. Those are free, too. It's all there for you. Listen.freetalklive.com. And still to come, a giveaway of the Tota Sack. So stay tuned for that. We're going to give you a special call-in line, special giveaway line uh, when we do that. That's still to come here. 800-259-9231. We are back with David, and uh, he's in Charleston listening to WVTS. And you were telling us some uh, stories about some bad cops in the area. I put you on hold for a break, and then I completely spaced out, and I got all distracted by Karen calling in there, and I, I went to her call. And I, I appreciate your patience, David, and thanks That's for dealing okay. with my there crap. Is- there is a few good cops. There sure. are. There really are, but only a few. There is a few good ones. <laughs> that, that Danny you talked to a while ago. What's that? He, that Danny you talked to in the beginning. Okay. He was the mayor of Charleston. Oh, wow. Okay. He forgot to tell you. That's all right. <laughs> he forgot to tell you. He's a head cop in Charleston. Just another guy. He, he, was, he was sheriff for a couple of terms in Canal County. So what was the other story you wanted to tell us? Well, the... The city cops about two or three months ago chased a man, last name was Good, in a pickup truck. They lost him about 9 o'clock in the night. They picked him up again about 11 at night. They chased him and, and boxed him in with a bunch of police cars. Mm-hmm. A young cop that's done been in the desert fighting for us. They killed him also. The, the city cops in Charleston done it. Then they shot that man to death in the pickup truck, and he wasn't trying to resist at all. He had stopped. So he didn't whip out a gun and point it at the cops or anything like that, huh? No, he didn't have no gun. What was the cops' claim as to why they shot him to death? Well, we, they'd done another in-house investigation by the city and found it was a good shooting. So did they even make an excuse as to why they shot no, him? No, th- they killed one of their own young cops, a good cop, a good one. His name was Jerry... Jones, and they killed him. He was, was a good guy. So that was the guy that was in the truck? No, he was in the first cop car, uh, uh, got behind the truck when they did stop. He got out and uh, had told the guy to get out of the truck. And before he got out of the truck, they had ch- shot Jones and killed him too. They shot one of their own? They shot one of their own. <laughs> and they got a pass. And then, then they walked around and shot into that truck seven or eight times into that man and killed him. 
What, now, what did they claim that he was? Uh, they they thought he was going to draw a gun. I mean, no, normally the cops have at least an excuse as to why they shoot. They didn't somebody. have no excuse at all. It was an in-house investigation. Wow. It was it was a closed case then. David, I want to thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate you sharing the stories, and uh, thanks for your patience with me. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You'd think I know how to take calls in the right order, right? I'm a talk show host. It happens. All right. We continue here. You can bring up anything. And by the way, I uh, want to congratulate the uh, the Young Turks. Uh, they took the uh, the award this year in the podcast awards. The podcast awards ceremonies were going on as we did the show here uh, tonight. So uh, we were going to have you go in and you know give an acceptance speech, Mark. Right, we'd we'd won four years running. I I think we kind of yeah. expected to win, and um, you know, quite Nothing honestly, forever. I didn't try as hard as I could have. I didn't send out updates every day to the Facebook well, group and all that other stuff. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. This was the first year that the the Young Turks were in the the uh, the podcast awards mm-hmm. as our competitor, and. Honestly, we went to uh, the the talk radio seminar this past year that, uh, in New York City the, for Talkers Magazine, and the guy who hosts their, that show and it's it's one of those uh, progressive shows, one of those liberal uh, talk shows. Yeah. Uh, the guy that hosts the show was there, and he was talking about his entrepreneurship and you know how successful his show is. And that guy's pulling down a whole lot more cash than we are, and he's got like a hundred, three hundred thousand viewers on his YouTube channel or something like that. The show is uh, seems to be a lot bigger. So there's a lot of people out there that believe that you should take pe- other people's money in order to do what you want. I understand yes. why a liberal show is very popular. I get that. That's why I'm saying because, you could have sent out 20 more messages, Mark, and we might not have been able. Oh to no, s- the voting was very contentious and very close, according to Todd Cochran. Of oh the, no, kidding. Uh, yeah, it was, it was extraordinarily close. Oh, well, that's He's, good. He 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 said it, you know, he wishes he could give more than one award. Oh well, podcastawards.com. Thanks for uh, for nominating us. For those of our listeners that went there to nominate us, and thank you for everybody that went to vote for us this year. Looks like uh, we scraped scraped it uh, close close one, but not quite close enough. Anyway, we still won four in a row. We're still the only podcast that's ever won four in a row. So that's yeah, still something we can brag about. Toll free number here is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It just seems like the the right thing to do is to congratulate the winner, right? Yep. Okay, so we continue here. You can bring up anything. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Ah, good evening. I wanted to just say that I'm in, ag- in agreement with you regarding the ability of the citizen to videotape in public space or in public domain, uh, whether it's uh, you know on the uh, sidewalk, in the street, in the public place such as a mall, uh, a shopping mall. And I think you know the only way uh, the police can be sort of uh, kept in check from just completely abusing their authority is to hold them responsible and record you know every um, interaction with them just as they do now you know uh, to you yes, without absolutely. your consent and i also wanted to comment on the fact that over the last 30 years the fraternal order of police the policemen's union has been so strong in many states and municipalities and local areas within the states uh, whereby if a police officer is shot, uh, not necessarily killed, but just shot, the, the perpetrator will go and spend uh, life in prison without parole. Yet we see police officers selling drugs, doing all sorts of illegal things, but you know, rarely, if ever, when they're caught, do they go to jail. It's true. And uh, I think what has to happen, if the police are going to have special status regarding uh, you know, if an individual... 
uh, assaults them or whatever, uh, then when the police officer is caught selling illegal uh, guns to gangsters and selling drugs in many cities and doing things, they should get mandatory life in prison without parole as well. I think and they should be held to a, no one raises. I think they should be held to a higher standard. Absolutely, absolutely, that's they, their argument, and it should be placed back at them a hundred and. Uh, uh, but even so, degrees. Um, it's it's difficult to convict them even when they do catch them. Um, it's, That's it's, correct. It's amazing because the police have a very special relationship with the courts sure and many do. of the district attorneys. And you have to also realize that uh, most of the uh, prosecutors and district attorneys uh, in the United States rely on the FBI crime lab uh, to you know, create evidence or to yeah. provide evidence that, that confirms and that backs up their case. And we know in the 1980s that the FBI crime lab would uh, automatically just, uh, you know, make false statements because the prosecutors needed that. And well, many pro many prosecutors problem. are very corrupt. In fact, I actually have a story about that. If we have time, we'll yes. share it tonight. Frank, thanks as always for the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, we continue here. Brian is listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Brian, yeah. you are on the air. Yeah, I appreciate you taking my call. No I like your, like your all show. Thanks, I go ahead. I happened to tune in there and heard the gentleman before talking about the Charleston PD. Uh, they did have a reason uh, for what they did. Now, it was a, it's a tragic mistake what happened. You mean when they shot the guy to death in the, the, uh, the truck? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, the cop? The, there was crossfire, and unfortunately, I guess those guys aren't <clears throat> very well trained. <laughs> okay. Uh, but in defense of the police, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, if somebody's ramming your vehicle with your truck, you know, they chased this guy, and uh, they cornered him. And to get away, he's ramming the police vehicles with his truck. Why did they chase him in the first place? Well... He had a lengthy criminal record, and something happened earlier in that day uh, where he had a girl in the car with him, and she had been reported kidnapped. <clears throat> hmm. and there's a whole lot more to the story than, than I would even care to go into, but in defense of the, of the police, I mean, I'm not in the, I'm in the funeral business, so I don't have anything to do with the police, but... Uh, in defense of the cops, you know, I've lived in Charleston my whole life, and, and they're, for the most part, they're all pretty good guys. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know them. I know that uh, it, a number of cops are good guys, but unfortunately and, uh, there are a lot of them that are bad guys, and the good guys don't ever do anything to stop the bad guys from being bad guys. So it's, yeah. it seems like there's uh, some real problems out there. But that said, uh, it... I do think that if a man's using a vehicle as a deadly weapon, that it needs, he needs to be treated as a man with a deadly yeah, weapon. That's, that's I don't exactly know. I think he happened. could shoot the tires out, and he wouldn't be able to really go much further. So I, I don't know either. I think there'd be more non-deadly ways to handle that situation. But then again, the cops don't care because they're never held responsible if they kill somebody. Thank you for the call. I appreciate the info. 800-259-9231. Hour 3 is coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public. 
like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, the Saturday edition. We'll take your calls about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. And you can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. And I promised I'd do the Totasac last hour and got completely distracted. I am just batting a thousand tonight. So the One Tota, of those nights. The Totasac giveaway is still to come. Stay tuned for that. 800-259-9231. We'll uh, start things out with your phone calls. If we get a chance, I mentioned that I've got a story about prosecutors and just how awful they tend to be. We'll get to that. But first, Tony is on the line listening to WFLA in St. Petersburg, Florida. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Tony? Yeah, I want to respectfully disagree with you about a uh, law enforcement issue. Okay, you sure. know, I, I spent 23 years in law enforcement in the United States Coast Guard, and during my time, I mean, there's some pretty vicious guys out there. They threatened me, they threatened my family, they threatened my wife. Why did they do that? Because I arrested them. For what? Running drugs. Oh, okay. So, so uh, you want to disagree with the idea of ending drug prohibition? So your parent, your your wife, and your family would never have been threatened. How was that again? Well, I suggested last hour to uh, the lady we were talking with, the the former cop, that we should end drug prohibition. That way, your family won't be put in danger. Doesn't that make sense? No, it doesn't. Why? It doesn't make sense at all. Because you know, I, I grew up in East LA. I live in Florida now, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I see how drugs destroys family values. It destroys community. What about alcohol? People. Does that destroy things too? Exactly. So I should alcohol that. be prohibited again, Tony? Well, all right. Sure, if I could get it through, but, you know. So you are in favor of bringing so, back alcohol. Tony, You're Tony, out of your mind, Tony. Tony, before you, uh, I've, I've got to jump in here. Do you understand that there are men out there that will do anything in order to get their hands on some drugs, and those men will therefore, because the the, the, the drug war inflates the value of the of that the, that item, the drugs. I, I do understand that. I do. Therefore, that. my family is put in danger um, every single day because some maniac might come in and slit my wife's throat and, um, in order to get the money or whatever it is that we have in our house, so they can go out. And it's this drug war that makes those people do that. Otherwise, drug, you know, cocaine would probably cost what aspirin costs at the drugstore right now. And these people well, do, could... Do you see what's happening in, in Colombia and what's happening in Mexico? Yeah, what's you happening? Know, they, I mean, there's some pretty big shootouts down why, there. Why is it's that, It's illegal Tony? there, too. They just don't have law enforcement to, uh, well, they have law to, enforcement. to fight them. 
So do you understand the reason why all that violence is, is happening, is bear, Tony, is because the drugs are illegal, and so therefore criminals element, uh, the criminal element, violent criminals get involved in the right. distribution bear, process. Bear, Seagrams, and Merck aren't fighting it out on the corners for turf, Tony. Okay, well, you know, I, I, I can kind of buy, buy into that a little bit. Okay, great. So then you, you're in favor of ending prohibition. Yeah. Thank Fantastic. You. Welcome aboard. And jo- I, what I would suggest you do is join Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. That's got to be the easiest uh, conversion ever. Yeah. Tony, I appreciate that. Go to Law Enforcement Against Prohibition at leap.cc, L-E-A-P dot C-C, and you'll find that there are a number of former law enforcement officers, Coast Guard members, military members, law enforcement officers from all over the place, even DEA uh, guys, that have come to the same conclusion that prohibition is dangerous, that prohibition puts people in danger, that prohibition harms more people than it possibly could help, and they've come to the conclusion that it needs to end, and uh, and maybe you'd make uh, a good addition to their ranks. I thank you for the call tonight. Eight, eight, thank you. 800-259-9231. I have to say, I didn't expect him to uh, be so darned agreeable there. Sometimes the logic just, uh, you know... <laughs> it is logical. It yep. makes sense. I mean, we learned all these lessons uh, back in the day well, when alcohol prohibition happened. You know, um, and I've, I've got to say, some I have some, uh, you know, understanding. I don't like the idea of people being able to go to the corner drugstore and buy crack. I mean, that sounds crazy to me. But they can go to the corner drugstore and buy alcohol, and my God, what a dangerous drug that is! It's a hard, hard drug. If you if you drink enough alcohol, you'll just pass out. You can drink enough and you'll die. Black out. You'll you, do you, things that you you would have never done in real life. I mean, right. alcohol's a hard, hard drug. It makes marijuana look like small potatoes. Absolutely. You, you drink enough alcohol, you'll black out and you'll go and do things that you don't even know that you're doing. Yeah. Whatever those might be, and they could be very dangerous to you or other people. And I don't think that anybody should be absolved of any kind of responsibility for what it is that they do while they're, they're they're drunk or high no, or whatever chose, it is that they're they doing. They chose to do that drug, so therefore sure. they need to you know, take care of whatever the responsibilities are. Absolutely. All right, so we continue here at 800-259-9231. Maybe there is hope, Mark. Maybe there is hope. Somebody who is dramatically in favor of uh, drugs to the point where that we've gotten them to say that they're in favor of bringing back alcohol, or excuse me, dramatically in favor of drug prohibition to the point where they're in, in favor of bringing back alcohol prohibition. Moments later, after being shown a little bit of logic, comes on board and says, oh, let's end this prohibition thing. Maybe there's hope. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, let's continue with Dave in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Truth always cuts right through the mud, right? There you go. Yeah, so that, that's why that guy, he he, heard, he knows the truth, that's why. But uh, I called in because of the, the pictures in the mall. Yes, sir. Isn't taking a picture part of the Second Amendment? Uh, no, it'd be the First Amendment, uh, freedom of uh, speech, freedom of the press. Freedom of the press, right. Yes. You're allowed to write things down. Now that we got recorders, you're allowed to record. Now that we got videos, you're allowed to video because you're making a record and you want to tell other people, show other people. It's part of the First Amendment, taking a picture. This is true. However, I would point out, though, that if you're on private property and the mall, even though it's open to the public, is still technically private property. Well, no, you got private property. Your camera is your private property. You're not hurting nobody. You're allowed to take a picture. 
press. Yeah. You're allowed to press. I don't right? think you, you are. Not if you're in private property. Wherever you want. No, well, you could make the argument. Now, this is an this is one I'd never heard before recently. There's a YouTube channel uh, with some activists, the uh, the Everything Is Okay guys over on YouTube. Uh, they point out that there they think there are three kinds of property, and I think this is interesting. One of them is private property, like your house, something that you own personally. Another thing is uh, is public property, this sort of everybody owns it, government uh, public property. And then there's corporate property. Which isn't exactly private property because, well, it's owned by a corporation, and so therefore it's subject to all these different government rules, and technically it's kind of different, isn't it? I never really heard that one before, and I, I, I kind of like it. So you could point out that the mall is actually corporate property, in which case it's a corporation was granted by the government, meaning but they have to do certain things. your person is your private property. Once you, if you step on private property, whatever is on your person isn't the property of the owner of the property you're no, standing that, on. The, no, the, the person who owns the property could say, ask you to leave, and that's yeah. really what uh, what should have happened in this case where the guy was taking pictures on um, you know, the mall property. They should have just asked him to leave. Yeah, I don't think they could ask this him to leave. This was just strong-arm tactics by this cop. Why, who, because he's carrying a camera? Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. It's their rules. I mean, the same thing if you if you bring a uh, you know if you bring some if you come into a place without shoes on or you don't have a shirt on, they can ask you to leave for the for the reason that they have a rule that says that uh, you know you're not allowed in their business like I that. I think they're really uh, paranoid with the cameras because the terrorists take pictures before they blow stuff up. So everybody that's taking a picture, they think they're a terrorist, so they could go there and enforce their power on them. Look, we got power, you got a camera. And that's where it's really silly. I agree with you completely, Dave. That's what's going on. Yeah, and it's paranoid and it's silly nonsense. Right, the fear. But then they take that as an excuse to exercise their force upon people, and they get off on it. Certainly some of them do. Thank you, David, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. The Tota Sack, finally going to do the giveaway here. The number is 603-435-1105. We'll do it to uh, caller number three. If you're the third caller, you'll get a two-pack of the Tota Sack. Make it a lot easier to bring those groceries back in from the car, and who knows what else you'll figure out how to carry with these things. They're brilliant little handles made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. I use them when I bring the groceries back in, and it makes it a one-trip job for me. don't have to go back out to the car once I've come in once. It's great stuff. Uh, if you are caller 3 at 603-435-1105, you'll get yourself a two-pack of the Tota Sack, and it probably will arrive before Christmas time. Uh, so 603-435-1105, caller number 3, you get it. Still to come, your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Also, one more time, the uh, call-in number, 603-435-1105. That's just for the contest. 603-435-1105. Caller 3 gets a two-pack of the Tota Sack. This is Free Talk Live. Give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry uttered those words in 1775. He died just 24 years later. You can avoid his fate by subscribing to Liberty, the National Journal of Libertarian Opinion, News, Investigation, and Intellectual Exploration. Liberty isn't just current events. In every issue, you can expect to see reflections, reviews, and reporting that challenge the individual mind. Get Liberty now with a free trial issue at libertyunbound.com and avoid an untimely meeting with the Grim Reaper.
Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including stuff like the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. And uh, Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources in order to provide you with some of the uh, the best prices you're going to find on the Internet for gold and silver coins. Right now, people are very excited about getting gold and silver. The uh, dollar's going down. People are using it as a hedge against inflation. Some people believe that it's going to be a good investment. I am one of them. Um, you know, and, and other people are getting it for the in case the big one hits and they have to have uh, you know things to trade with. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com, and you can get uh, some. I, I picked out several coins there that I feel are. You know, you're getting basically for the value of the metal itself, um, although there's some beautiful ones over there. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. You bring up whatever you want. We go to your phone calls. Dan, listening to WTKG in Grand Rapids. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Yeah. Yes, I uh, want to say that I think they should legalize drugs because, for example, Juarez now in Mexico is the most dangerous city in the world now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't go over there anymore. You can't even go over there as a tourist. You might get caught in a in a shootout. Thirty yep. or forty people are killed every weekend over there because of the drug cartels. And nothing can be done about it because the uh, a lot of people over there, if they do anything like a the police department or whoever, they they'll target their families. Absolutely, and a great deal so of the police can't do anything. A great deal of the police department is uh, is on the take, so they're not willing For to sure. do it. And um, when you yeah. apparently they don't even you know like journalists get shot all over there all the time, and there's just yeah. nothing that can be done about it. it. You're right, it is a war zone. It's a, an unwinnable. A war. little baby it's, was killed last week. And nothing can be done. And it's a war. The, uh, Mexico tried to decriminalize drugs uh, last year in 2008, or maybe it was well, 2007. Uh, they did do something this year yeah, also, but it it's because the United States government is putting pressure on them. They they know that the the issue is the criminalization of these drugs, and they want yeah. to stop their country from being a war zone, but they can't because the United States government won't let them because there's too many DEA agents and too many police officers out there that make too much money trying to fight this war. Yeah. The war on drugs right. only enriches the criminal and the cops, and it does not enrich the average citizen. My life is put in danger by this war on drugs. My now, wife's you, life I'm going my down there life. next week. I'm going to El Paso next week and for Christmas, and you can't go across the border. You can't do anything. It's terrible. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Dan, at 800-259-9231. The only way to solve that problem, as Dan pointed out, is to end prohibition. To make it so drugs of all forms can be sold in the marketplace without having to go through some insane governmental process. And when I say end prohibition, I also mean end prescriptions as well. Because there's a heavy, heavy gray market in uh, prescriptions where 
a delivery truck that's going to a pharmacy could be waylaid by uh, by criminals. Uh, they will take all of their Percocets and their hydrocodones and the the oxycodones and various different opiates that the that they have and whatever else is valuable. And if you're worried about it, people can overdose on uh, over the counter drugs too if they if they choose yeah. to. It's just that they understand the dosage. And if uh, prescription drugs and and uh, illegal drugs were made legal, they people would have much more information on dosage. They wouldn't have this uh, this fluctuation in dosage that's currently going on um, in this black marketplace, and that's one of the big problems. But deregulating prescription drugs will put a you know will threaten the doctors industry. Don't forget the uh, the the pharmaceutical um, industry, and uh, you know the, these. Well, I don't know if it's as a threat to the pharmaceutical industry because then people could go and buy their pharmaceuticals without uh, without having to go to a doctor first. Yeah, so right. I don't think it would threaten them necessarily. Uh, but nonetheless, the only way to end the violence is to end prohibition. We learned that lesson once, and it's about time people paid a damn bit of attention and applied the lessons right. to this prohibition. The law should be you're able to do what you want as long as you don't hurt someone else. There and you by go. hurt, I mean hurt. Not that, well, your actions can have some effect in society that causes yeah. blah, 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 blah. Whoa, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> You know, uh, if if you can't quantify the 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 result, then uh, you know you're just talking about abstract concepts. Let's continue here. I believe Tucker is with us in Delaware, listening to WGMD FM. Tucker, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, thank you very much. Hey, I thank wanted you. to talk to you about uh, legalizing, well, specifically marijuana, but other drugs as well. But just marijuana, and people say that marijuana is a gateway drug. And I, I kind of agree with them, but I think it's the government that creates the gateway drugs. I agree. Here, Explain. Let, let me give you the example. Yeah. I'm, I'm from New York City, and when I was, you know, uh, coming up through the ranks, we would go out to bars, and the bars closed at 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. After that, we would go to uh, after-hour bars. But not only are we there drinking liquor, you can have prostitution, drugs, gambling, you name it, it's there. So the reason why I got, I didn't get involved in drugs and prostitution and gambling, but the, uh, the awareness was because I was at an illegal establishment to begin with. Correct. So if we put that to marijuana, it's not the fact that marijuana, I'm going to smoke it and I'm going to get high, and ooh, I want to get a better high. It's because when I go back to buy some more, the guy there says, oh, yeah, you want to try some of this? Right. And That's who knows what makes what... it a gateway drug, and people just do not understand that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if alcohol was illegal, then al- alcohol would be the gateway drug. The, you got it. Because, the, because I go buy illegal alcohol, and while I'm there, hey, want to buy some marijuana? Buy, you know, that's what's going on. You're absolutely right about right. that. Right. The government makes marijuana a gateway drug. That is. That's what. That's my assertion. That's and what and I it, it is. It's absolutely true. Tucker, you want to share anything else? No, that's it. Thank Thanks for the call, much. dude. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Also, listening in Delaware, we have Mike on the line, listening to WGMD-FM. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, great show. First time I've heard you guys. Thanks, uh, Mike. We'll shock you at some point. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, um, about this guy at the uh, mall, I, I think the problem lies when the uh, cop was used as an enforcement tool to enforce the policies and regulations of the mall. The guy wasn't committing any crime by taking pictures. What he was doing was um, breaking one of the mall's rules. Yeah. The uh, security guard should have handled that himself. He shouldn't have gone 
to the police officer. Now, I don't know all the details. Well, of it, po- point of information on the story. It's my understanding that the cop was being paid by the mall to actually be there as, this happens. as security. But so, you're right. If the cop would have acted like a security guard, which is what he was being paid to do, right. he would have escorted the gentleman out instead of using his big, bad police muscles to, uh, to, to, throw, right, es- to escalate the situation, which is what d- gets done so often if you, uh, if you question a police officer about your rights as a citizen. I mean, they don't want to hear anything at all about your rights. As far as they're concerned. I mean, was this guy charged with, I mean, at least I see a trespassing if he refused to leave. He never got an opportunity to refuse to leave. He, um, the, the situation was the cop walked up and said, uh, you're not allowed to film in here. Or, uh, you know, why are you taking pictures of little girls? And then he's like, well, I'll take a picture of you. And that's yeah. it. Well, yeah, maybe what the cop should have done is called in another officer to handle that because he's too far involved at that point, and plus he's acting as a agent of the uh, mall, not as a police officer. Except he acted like a police officer, and he's likely going to be untouchable like a police officer. Thanks for the call. More coming up. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Features including the chat room. Go to chat dot freetalklive.com and you can get interactive with other free talk live listeners best time of course is during the radio show that's chat dot freetalklive.com how would you like to get a non-lethal weapon into the hands of your loved ones um, with the stopping power that rivals that of a handgun it's the tiger light it's an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray its high level of utility comes from the fact that it's out in, in your hand it's a flashlight ever after all unlike other weapons and there's no expectation for the by the perp that you have one it, and, and it's been third-party tested in police departments around America to be as effective as, a, with, as far as stopping power goes as a handgun. It's a Tiger Light. You can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. It's a Christmas special rate over there at tiger.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Alex is in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. I was wondering if you could help me with something. Are you ready? Possibly. What it is? All right, it's cognitive dissonance. I was... Uh... I met somebody at UNH, and uh, we were playing basketball in the gym, and I saw he was wearing a ROTC T-shirt. Okay. So I kind of struck up a, a conversation with him, and, you know, he seemed like a really nice kid, you know. And uh, I, I said, we, we were talking, and I said, oh, are you really in the military? He goes, yeah. And I kind of, I wanted to drop the subject, and he wanted me to continue talking about it. Hmm. So he said, why? What are your thoughts on the military? Uh-oh. I said, I don't really like I said, I don't really like the military. And he goes, so what are you, a peacemaker? <laughs> and, um, Maybe. I, you know, I, I had the, uh, the standard libertarian voluntarist explanation about the military uh, that I gave to him. And, he, and I said, you, the, you're going to be killing innocent people. 
And he goes, well, that's why I'm joining the Air Force, because we bomb them. We don't kill them. Wow, and that's I, callous. I, I, was, I was very uh, surprised about this, uh, this double speak, uh, double think, whatever you want to call it. But the truly uh, fascinating thing that he said to me uh, when I asked why he, he wants to do that, he said, we kill people so that we can give them manners and civilize them. Oh, my gosh. Now, yeah. Now, the problem is that other than him being really, really gullible, he, he is a pretty nice person to me. And not only that, he studied, he, uh, he studied macroeconomics, and I was able to completely shut down everything that he's ever learned about macroeconomics and teach him about Austrian economics. So the problem is that if I completely blow him off and never talk to him again, I never will be able to complete my Austrian economics uh, lesson to him. And then it would... It's like I'm not helping him come along because he's very gullible. He's a good soldier, actually, because he's gullible. But uh, I, I don't know if I should never talk to him again or if I should continue to try and uh, persuade him to come onto my right. side. You're never going to get anywhere with Liberty taking the principled stance that I'm not going to associate with somebody who um, who is willing to use, willing to advocate force being used against me, my family, or anyone else. You're never this going to more get... than that. He's willing to press a button to kill people. Sure, he will. Um, but there are lots of people out there that are willing to do that because yeah. God said God in America said you were supposed to do these things, and um, you have to be a to, to be a, an advocate for liberty. You you have to be willing to talk to people, and it, to be an effective one, you have to do it in a manner where you don't belittle them and treat them like idiots. So oh yeah, I, I never treated him bad at all. Yep. It's just uh, if if I'm I'm so ardent that military men are paid killers. So this is. Uh, it's kind of causing this uh, cognitive dissonance in my head that I would be, uh, on the one hand, associating uh, myself with somebody that's a paid killer and on, who can be a nice person to me. Yeah, as long as you're not a brown person. Before you go on, Alex, um, having been a guy who was in prison for murder, there were people that would come in um, from the outside. Didn't murder anyone. Uh, it's, it's true, I did not kill anyone, but it doesn't change the fact that I was there for it. Um, <laughs> I was there, you know, in prison for that, and. Um, the there were people that would come in from Hello? the outside to talk to us. Can you hear me, Alex? Yeah, I can hear you. Now. Okay, there were some people who would, from the outside who would come in from like the chapel services and all kinds of different reasons to talk to us. And those people were um, associating with very bad people, and they were having an effect. Um, so, you know, there's there's lots of good reasons why you would do that. I understand that you might find that uh, you know his occupation to be distasteful, but. You can have a real effect in his life and the the life of uh, you know his progeny and his family. Maybe somehow you can show him that the people that he's going to be bombing are actually human beings and they deserve to be free themselves and they deserve their own lives and they deserve to not have them uh, taken from them. I don't know in what way you'll be able to best persuade him uh, to to see it that way because it sounds like his current viewpoint is pretty intolerant and, and sick and twisted so it's absolutely i it's no i don't think it's going to happen obviously in one night no no you've, uh, you've got your work cut out for you here is what it sounds like right i know uh, the the activities that he does uh, when he plays basketball and so if i can uh, maybe go there and uh, do that then i can do that on a regular basis and possibly bring it up casually and very calmly and try to just off the cuff kind of speaking and very being very polite in that manner. I think that would be the best way to go. It's just uh, I feel so strongly about this, which is why the, uh, the cognitive dissonance is occurring. 
Yep. Thanks and good luck, Alex. Let us know how it goes. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. And you got to be careful with that paid killers comment because it isn't always that convincing. You can't just That's more of a talk radio line. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just bandy it about all the time. But it's, I mean, what else is the military besides paid killers and people that support paid killers, right? Well, apparently that guy thinks that by killing, bombing people, he'll bomb them, them into civilization or yeah, something like that. That makes sense. Crazy. All right, we continue and they, here. And they won't be mad at all at people from the United oh, States for that. Oh, no, no, they'll, they'll be thanking them. They'll be yes. bowing down. Thank you for killing my mama. Thank That's you. Right. We're civilized. We're going to be civilized now. Promise. Uh, they would be plenty civilized on their own if you just leave them alone. Of course, it's the U.S. military that's gone over there and has stirred up the hornet's nest and has uh, t- picked sides in conflicts, and they've uh, they've killed people, and they've destroyed lives, and uh, inevitably people are going to be very rightfully upset at the U.S. military and, and people from the United States as, as a result of that. Uh, otherwise... We'd be trading with them. In the absence of all this military shenanigans going on over in the Middle East, there would just simply be trade going back and forth between the countries, and that's how good relationships are built. That's how civilization is built, in my opinion. 800-259-9231. So, Can you imagine voluntary interaction between uh, you know, people in foreign countries treating yeah. other people as though they're, as they're free and sovereign the same way, same way we are in the United States? How about, yeah, set the example by... Acting voluntarily and interacting voluntarily. Are there scary people around the world that might do something to hurt uh, the United States? Yes, but are they? But I think they get more leverage and more traction by the fact that you know the United States military is over there and things happen. Sure, we don't try to drop bombs on innocent people, but it happens, and it really doesn't matter to. The- I have never dropped a bomb on anyone. It really doesn't matter to you the twelve-year-old. It really doesn't matter to the twelve-year-old whose dad or mom or family members or brothers die. They don't really care why it is. No, they're just that. They just at that point become ardent and cemented in their ideas that they're going to. Fi- they're going to fix. They're going to right this wrong. And what would it be like if they were over here doing that? Exactly. I can tell you that it would be. You know, if people, uh, I might just toss the old Quaker mantle to the wind. If uh, if people over over here doing harm. To, our, to, to me, my family, the citizens in my community, yeah, I might very well become a terrorist going after this foreign military that was in this land. Would I be a terrorist then? Get well, out of these people's countries. Right, yeah, all but, 131 of them that the military bases are in. All 700 uh, military bases we have around the world. Just try to imagine what it would be like if uh, the Chinese came over here, brought some uh, planes over, and stated that, uh, well, because the U.S. military spread so thin around the world, we've decided to come and help rid you of your domestic terrorists. We think we know where they are. We think they're in your neighborhood. And they come and they carpet bomb your neighborhood uh, you know, just because they're going after terrorists. You know, they're, they're going after the bad guys, but they accidentally kill your family while you're away at work. They don't carpet bomb anymore. But, well, whatever um, the hell it is they do, they're going to drop bombs and kill people. I don't know if they're carpet bombs or whatever the hell kind of bombs yep. they are, but they're bombs that blow up and kill people. They do. And so you're away at work while your Land family is extinguished. Uh, and and know, their president gets the peace prize for it. Yeah, and are you going to just say to yourself, oh, well, those Chinese, they were after terrorists, so it's okay that they killed my family. You know, it's for the good of humanity, right? More coming up. You can bring up anything, even in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses the jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. 
SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com. We're more than just a dating site. We're a lifestyle. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. If you're on the lines right now, if you're not, well, you're probably not going to get through at this point. But we do the show six nights a week, so be sure you join us Monday through Saturday. You can join us online if your local station doesn't carry the show. You can get it at freetalklive.com. But if your local station doesn't carry all six nights of this program, give them a call. And number one, thank them for carrying what they do carry, whether it's just a couple hours of the Saturday show or whatever it is you're listening to. Uh, Thank them. And then ask them for more Free Talk Live. Because we do this, uh, like I say, six nights a week, 18 hours a week. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is our number, and you can bring up anything here in these remaining moments. Also want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, where we have our Facebook profile at facebook.freetalklive.com. You can become a fan over at facebook.freetalklive.com. And join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark or an LLC. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL as in Free Talk Live. That's FTL at uh, LegalZoom.com to save an additional $10. All right. We continue with your phone calls. Danny's listening in Toledo on WSPD. Hello, Danny. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, yes, sir. I had a question for I, I don't know if it was, you have an in-studio guest right now. No, it's just Mark and myself. We, uh, we normally All have right, two guys good. on the show. All right. Uh, someone uh, there said that uh, they were speaking to someone about intolerance, being sick and twisted, or sick and twisted intolerance. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious, is all intolerance sick and twisted? No, no, that's not exactly what I said. I was talking about this uh, this guy that was uh, in the military and was just talking very cavalierly about uh, bombing people to death. I, I found that pretty intolerant. That he was intolerant, or or I was in the military for forty years and eight months. Okay, and 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 there are people who don't mind things, but most most soldiers, ninety nine percent of the soldiers in the United States Army, do what they're told because the leaders of this country tell them to do it. Got yes. nothing to do. Got nothing to do with with whether they they're uh, uh, intolerant of somebody or somebody else. What many of them that I've seen are intolerant of are people who are intolerant of them. Soldiers just don't. It's a career, just like anything else, just like lawyers. Or, well, it's not. It's uh, a career that kills people. I mean, it's not a career, a career just like any other career. Well, there are other careers that kill people, but you have to understand. People need to. They need to read the Constitution of this United States. Absolutely. Okay? Now, how about those forty years? How many wars did you refuse to go to? Um, how many police actions of the military did you no, refuse I to go refu- to I, because I Congress didn't, didn't declare war? Didn't, didn't refuse to go anyplace. That's because. Well, Wait, the, didn't you read the Constitution? Did you read the Constitution? Yeah, I have, as a matter of fact. Well, you should have told him, I'm not packing up my rust sack until you declare wars, Mamma Jamas. Nah, that's not true. The president can, the president can order up to 20,000 troops to do anything he wants with. Uh, and, that's in the, and that's in the Constitution. It, it doesn't say 20,000. Um, it says that they can do, and certainly he's been doing that all along, but the idea was is at the time, Congress met very rarely because the idea was to have a Congress of people who was, you know, sort of farmers and things like that. But Congress that, is in that, session at all the time exactly now. Right. And, we, and we wouldn't have a military the size we've got now. Thank goodness. That would if, be great. If, if, they were, if they were going with the Constitution. Because Absolutely. The Constitution allowed this government to only get taxes from tariffs on imports and exports. 
Well, not, not not a federal income tax. It's, it's, it's been modified. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's been yeah, yeah, but it wasn't modified properly. It was, mod- it was modified by a Democratic Congress, and uh, when they first came out with in the, the dead of the night. Tax. Yes, I agree. Well, whatever. I agree. But but it, all, if, if we would stick with the Constitution of the United States, we would we wouldn't have a lot of the problems we've got. But I, I've agree. been in I've been in countries all over the world. I've seen the results of many things. You also wouldn't have 700-plus military bases around the world over 130 countries. Right. And, the Founding uh, Fathers certainly didn't want to see this kind of uh, adventurism that is going on today. Hey, Danny, I well, agree with you well, on well, this. It's, I, it's, not, it's, not, it's not adventurism. And it's the same way with the drugs. You want, you want to legalize those. How many have you, have you been? Have you been to Holland? Holland? Have I have not been to Holland, no. Have you, have you been where, where drugs are just, I mean, where you have drug bars, like we have alcohol bars? I actually I have. have. You know, yeah, I've actually... And, and you know, yeah. And those are welfare states. Those are welfare countries. Well, actually, I've been to Toronto, Canada, where you can go and you can buy marijuana in, in certain places. In certain places, but yeah. but not because you can just walk into a bar and have any drug that you want. Yeah. Well, not any drug, no. for, Well, listen, there are some limits. There are a couple, I think, they said, but most of them well, are Well, now, wait for, a minute. No, I thought you were a constitutional guy because... I, mean, look, I, I am. Oh, okay. Well, in the Constitution, it's it's. I thought it was that uh, you know the, the the whole idea behind this country was that you should be able to be you know essentially live your life and uh, and trade in whatever it is you want to trade in. What you're saying is you shouldn't be able to trade in certain products. Is that right? No, that's not. No, I'm not saying that at all. If oh, okay. you want to do that, if you want to do that, that's fine. Oh, okay, but great. You have to real, but you have to realize the consequences for the country. It's just like if you what want are, to do Wait, wait, what are the consequences? Because right now people are buying crack cocaine in the streets. I'd rather have them yeah, buying but, it from a from a pharmacy. I would too. That'd be great. Okay, so we're on the same page. Danny, thanks but, but, but for the call. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, dude. We got to get to somebody else here, but you're welcome to call back any old time, and we'll talk to you about anything you want at 800-259-9231. You know, I like the you know the idea of getting back to the Constitution, except for the whole slavery thing. And I, I kind of like the uh, the the idea of that, but I'm a realist. I understand that the uh, the federal government is likely going to crumble and fall before anything like that happens, and I, for one, am all in favor of it. Forget the federal government. There's no right. point in uh, trying to save the federal government and or save America. Let's the, just have 50 uh, state governments, and that'll be Okay, Either the that? Constitution sanctioned this bullcrap that we have uh, called the uh, federal government, or it was powerless to stop it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not an incredible fan of this Constitution and the freedom that it provides us because it hasn't. Yeah, where's the freedom? Let's talk to Joe listening in Charleston to WSCFM. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, good evening. Uh, I was uh, just listening to your show, and uh, I kind of echo with the last. Uh, caller said, uh, I'm currently active duty, and uh, the first uh, I don't know, call I heard, he was talking to an ROTC student about wanting to go out and kill people. I, I, I agree, it's probably even more than 99.5% of people in the, in the military who do not agree with that, that they're out here to kill, that they believe that their job here is to go kill anybody, whether it's civilians or enemy combatants, and it, it is a national defense force. We are protecting and defending the country. Hey, you know, um, and during the uh, Katrina, they, they sent out some uh, reserve guys to uh, sort of help out with the uh, the situation. They had the reserve um, Army Reserve guys uh, going around and rounding up people's guns and that kind of thing. And what they said, um, you know, these young guys were like, oh, I'd hate to have to fire on American citizens. And I'm just wondering, if you were sent and it was your duty to go to a disaster zone and collect people's guns, would you do that? Would I go help collect guns? Yes. Um, if, if that's what I was ordered to do, but uh, if that's I, not really the mission, wait, 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 not the mission that, of the United States 
Maybe. Just like an automaton. Um, uh, uh, right. And, and you see what I'm saying here, that I have a right under the Constitution that you swore an oath to, sir, um, to bear that arm, and then you'd come and take it away from me and likely shoot my ass if I decided I wasn't going to do that. And that's what's wrong with the military and the people that go in it. Well, for one thing, are these illegal guns that they were taking <laughs> they away? They would be then. If the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution says I have the right to keep and bear arms, it does not say that the United States government has the right to call a, 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 a tool illegal. And as far as I'm concerned, all 20,000 of those laws that they, they have passed uh, on a sto- local, state, and federal level are unconstitutional. But, Joe, you're willing to kill an American who doesn't hand over his right. guns to you, you don't, right? You're not going to find out whether they're legal or not. You're just going to pull a trigger. Well, first of all, you're putting words in my mouth. I you just said you would. You do what you were told. You said you would confiscate guns if you were ordered to do so. And what if someone didn't hand over their guns to you? What would you do? That's when you arrest them. There's things called non-lethal force. What if I don't want to be arrested? <laughs> people with guns, you use non-lethal force on people with guns? What if, what if I think that this is my house, this is my property, and I tell you to get the hell off of it or I'm going to shoot you? Irregardless, the top of your trying to discuss is not the topic I actually it's regardless not ir- irregardless but a common mistake go ahead and thank you my wife does the same thing to me anyway um so the point i was making is that um people say if you've done something right people won't be sure you've done anything at all and the one thing that you u.s military has done right is protect the united states i mean no can you give me an example in the last 60 years of been, them protecting my liberty been no attacks on U.S. soil, and just because you cannot see that the things that are going on does not mean those things aren't going on. The U.S. military and has put me in greater danger by going over into other countries around the world and killing people and angering them and making it so they want to get revenge. That's right. what the U.S. There military has been an attack done. on U.S. soil, and I, I would, uh, and, and they, the, the terrorists so, claimed that the reason they attacked was because the United States military was over in the Middle East. So your your statement is I not wish true. We had more time, Joe. But we're out of it for tonight. Uh, we will, though, be back uh, on Monday, and you can talk to us then. If you and like if you're to... in the military, please try your best not to shoot civilians. Yeah, try your best to uh, to not follow every single unconstitutional order you're given. I know you're given unconstitutional orders all the time. You know, <laughs> it's try... an unconstitutional job. Right. Try not following one of them and see what happens to you. We are out of time. As I said, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we'll join you again Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. If we didn't get to your call, call us up at the top of the Monday night show, 7 o'clock Eastern time. We'll take you right then. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening and have a super one. It's been Free Talk Live. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. This is another edition of the Edgington Post interview series. And uh, today I, I have a, another guest. And uh, this guest is uh, Varen Swearingen. Hello. Hey, Varen. Varen is the president of the Free State Project, and I thought, uh, you know, I, I couldn't handle this interview on my own, Varen, so I brought uh, Ian along. Two on one. That sounds not fair somehow. You've been handling things just fine. You invited me uh, along, so here I am. Yeah, I figured you'd enjoy this interview. Anyway, anyway Varen, I, um, there, as, you, as, as you are quite well aware, yes. there's been some, <laughs> some controversy about uh, an outburst I had on uh, Monday evening show prior to, or after the, uh, the regular so, uh, show, so it went out to just podcast listeners, just like this yep. is. Yep. 
And um, I I think that like you wanted to make some uh, some distinctions here, and I think that uh, it's 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 well and good that we really ought to make some distinctions. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, thanks Ian for uh, restraining him uh, and whatnot. I did my best. <laughs> well, I have um, the reputation of on air. You know, the, you're a bit of a hothead. The, the fact is, um, Varen, I, uh, I I was I, I was born with birth defect. That gene that keeps people keeps people's mouths shut when they sh- it should be the check my, valve. Yeah, mine's mine's degenerative, and right. if you mention it again, I'll have to sue you under the uh, Americans with Disabilities. Well, <laughs> we can't fault you for being passionate about what you believe in, Mark. So, um, but I think the distinction that, that you've been talking about wanting to make here, Varian, and I think that it's, it's so important, is the distinction between the Free State Project as an organization, because mm-hmm. it's a really small one, yeah, and yeah. the Free State Project as a phenomenon, because it's right. a really large one. Yes, that, that's true, and I try to do that um, with various media interviews over the phone, uh, on the radio, or in print, to try and get the distinction out there so that people understand what's what, and... You know, to me, it seems like it should be instinctive, but obviously it's not to a lot no. of people. And uh, I think that that bears bears talking about the Free State Project's mission itself, of course, is very simple and 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 very small. Uh, and the organization that goes with it relatively is very small because it's simple and small. Nobody's right? paid. There's yeah. there's there's, there's bull- no dues. There's no paid staff or anything nope. like that. And the mission is simple, which is to attract twenty thousand pro liberty activists to the state of New Hampshire for the purpose of creating a society in which the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. We've heard that over and over and over again. Now, when you say an activist, do you mean somebody who uh, wears a clown suit, does backflips while smoking a joint in the middle of uh, Central Square in Keene, New Hampshire? Yeah, of course. I thought that's what we all meant. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, an activist, uh, to me, uh, for the the purposes of the definition of the Free State Project's Mm -hmm. uh, statement of intent, is essentially somebody who's willing to... You know, vote um, pro liberty uh, to move here yep. to uh, pay, say put a yard sign in their yard, write a letter, write a few letters, maybe a, a letter to the yet editor a year every year or so. Sure. You know, be in some way in, involved. Cause, or, or put a clown suit on. Right. Or or a clown suit. You know, or whatever. Um, you know, we'll we'll take them. And um, I, I the fact is, those people in the clown suits are going to grow up one day. Well, and I, I at hope that so point, too. they will be very effective liberty activists. I I'm, I'm sure. The, the the thing that that brings up, though, which is part of this, is that that maybe should be stated more explicitly and more often, like I hope we we can do here, is that the Free State Project doesn't direct the activities of its participants. It doesn't take positions on issues or legislation. It doesn't take positions on tactics or methods. The only thing, really, that the Free State Project has to say about who would be participants is that we don't welcome people who who promote or advocate violence or racism or bigotry? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But those are those are the ones that uh, that are important to me. Right, right. So we do, the people that that think that those are the ways to be effective activists, we say, you know what? There's another place for you, not the Free State Project, but the other tactics, whether it be politics or civil disobedience or uh, you know economic activism or civ- you know um, uh, neighborhood civic kind of activism. All of that is is perfectly fine with us. We don't take a position on what you do uh, or what issues you you want to promote. Right. Now, um, the, the Free State Project, as a stated goal, you, you call it the bus. The, yeah. bu- the yeah. bus is to move people here. 
but um, you know, the 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 board itself—that's what its job is. But so many other people have gone and done so many other things in order to attract people here as sort of part of it. Now, those people are not staff; they're not right. sanctioned in any way by the Free State Project. The the fact that um, you know, uh, Dennis Goddard goes to the um the the, the MCAN whatever the cannabis uh yeah uh, event in in uh, Massachusetts and tries and passes passes out flyers. That's not sanctioned in any way by the Free State Project. No, uh, some of those things are and some aren't and and in both cases that's fine with us um we do make an effort to find volunteers who will for example go to events and pass out literature and stuff mm-hmm. like that we make an effort to um you know do some paid advertising here and there mm-hmm. and free talk live is one of those one of those efforts and a darn successful one that's right yeah and it, it, that brings results we there's several things that we do that i mean to say sanctioned is is um I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I even like that word this week for <laughs> a variety of reasons. But well, there are things that we do. There are things that we actually do. And then there's a lot of stuff that we don't do. Some of that results in recruiting people to the Free State Project, just when individuals tell their friends or whatever. But um, the the Liberty Forum, um, the Liberty Forum, the, that's one that we do. We, well, you sort of do it, but you sort of don't do it, right? Like Chris Chris Lawless has sort of set it up, and it it runs on its own, and he's got his own people doing it. I mean, certainly he goes to the the board for um, you know help with it, but you know, to some extent, it's its own freestanding, free funding thing, right? Uh, no, not exactly. All the finances of that flow through the Free State Project's budget. Okay. Um, we have talked about spinning that off. We we started it three years ago, and Irina actually ran the first one. Chris has yep. run the last couple. He's doing this year again. And uh, they have significant autonomy. In both cases, with Chris and Irina, um, I told them, really what I want is somebody who will... Uh, pretty much put this thing together on their own, and I'll smile and nod as long as everything's going well. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've got. And then we, we run uh, the Porcupine Freedom Fest largely the same way. So they're they're once sort of a semi-autonomous uh, you know function also. Yeah, they are. We, we fund it. Um, well, in the case of Porkfest last year, it actually uh, made money, which was an unexpected treat. Can uh, you believe that? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I like it. It's yeah. great. <laughs> now, um, you know, there's so many activists doing so many things, like the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, right. for instance. Um, those are the many, there are many people in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance that are porcupines, people who Free State Project members, that's right. they're called porcupines. They moved here for liberty, and they've gotten involved with the NHLA, but the NHLA has nothing to do with the Free State Project, right? Yeah, and that can be a source of, of confusion for some people. The NHLA was founded by Free State Project participants. The, yes. N- the NH- and I say that very carefully, Free State Project participants, mm-hmm. not the project itself. And the NHLA has Free State Project participants in key positions. That's all true. But it is not in any way part of the Free State Project. That's just something that participants have done. And they do all kinds of things. That'd be like me saying that, you know, Manchester Brewing or Murphy's Taproom or someplace like that is part of the Free State Project. It's not. Those are things that those people have done on their own. They're activists, they're for activists. God's sake. That's what they do. In their case, it's it's uh, business activism, you know? So yep. knock yourself out. We simply don't take a position on that. Yep. So the parts of the Free State Project, from my understanding, are pretty much the website, freestateproject.org, yep. the board of directors that is associated with uh, the website, the, yeah. uh, you know, the, the materials and stuff that you sell on the website that yeah. people can take into their homes. And, uh-huh. yeah, and beyond that, that's about it, right? I mean, the, the two events that you throw the, every year. The two events. The, um, there's other materials you know, that we make, flyers and whatnot. Uh, we have materials for booths. And we do uh, recruit volunteers who go to events. 
when they don't self-organize. Sometimes they do. They self-organize, and we just smile and nod, and that's fine. But we we make an effort, actually, to get people out to events. We did uh, several this year, and we have more planned for next year. But, yeah, it's that is pretty much the extent of it. So um, the in, in the same way that the, the, the what I'm calling the Free State Project's completion campaign, the FSPCC, um, is an autonomous organization to get people to sign up for the Free State Project. Right. Um, you know, and I you've you've said that I may submit things to the board for funding if like, uh, you know, if, if I buy stuff in order to get the job done and you may or may not uh, fulfill those. Right. It, in the same way that that's a um, you know, that's an autonomous thing. There's so many other projects that so many other Absolutely. participants of the Free State Project are doing. And of course, anybody can ex- can submit an expense report to me. You know, go buy a car. Yes. And submit an expense report. And, and we'll see, see how, how that goes. goes. Absolutely true. Free Talk Live, you guys could submit expense reports for your whole operation here. That'd probably be fun, wouldn't it? I I don't care much for paperwork. (laughs) Plus the fact that Ian won't give anybody a receipt for anything simply because he he wants to have complete control over the blinking boxes over there. There you go. But, um, and, you know, it's semi-autonomous in the sense that if... For whatever reason, you don't like the way something's going. You can uh, give me that feedback, and and I will attempt to uh, assuage. I, I, I your can upset. do that like I did your show the other night on Free Talk Live. Yes, you can give me your <laughs> feedback, and I will attempt to assuage your upset. <laughs> one of the one of the reasons you're here is because you know I I need to do that. So um, the uh, we we were talking about the Liberty Forum. Um, what What's going on with Liberty Forum? What what can people expect? Because it's uh, you yeah know, the we, the website's got um, you know teaser stuff up. We do have a keynote, Judge Andrew Napolitano, and a whole bunch of other speakers lined that's up. That's a big keynote. That's a big keynote, and and uh, I have high hopes for that. I don't know what the status is. This is wandering off topic a little bit, but a little uh, bit, but you know. but I guess his show they were talking about putting on the real real Fox News. Is that right? I've heard that. I don't know. Isn't it on I, there? I, I thought it was already up, but uh, you know, maybe I, it is. I don't get I to, attention. To. I don't get to watch uh, you know <laughs> any kind of television. So well, I don't we'll, know. we will certainly find out at Liberty Forum, if not before. It's my understanding that that's what's going to be happening. Um, so I know Andrew Napolitano is going to be there, and I've got a list of uh, of guests here. Yeah, Catherine Blesch. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She's out of uh, Missouri, Missouri, right? Yep. She's a b- very big activist. Yeah, and I think that uh, people are uh, going to be excited to see her. Pete Ayer and mm-hmm. uh, of course Jason Talley from the Motorhome Diaries. Yep. Um, William Norman Gregg, who's, I don't know how many of his articles we must have read on the air. Quite a few. Point. He didn't make it last year, I think, due to a family emergency, and it's going to be coming out this year. This yeah, that's great. Year. We'll be happy to have him. Yep. Um, there's the uh, the Liberty Caravan is coming, which is, um, but they're essentially following the Motorhomes Diaries, and it's a bunch of people moving for the Free State Project. Yeah. Um, Free Talk Live listeners. That's actually not correct. The Liberty <laughs> Caravan uh, was started by people who are in California, and the motorhome guys are coming on board with coming them. Coming with them? Okay. Yeah. There you go. So shows what I know. Uh, Kenneth Royce from uh, Free State Wyoming. Um, but this is uh, Boston Tea Party, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But wasn't he at the last one? He was. He's coming back. He just loves it that much. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to get him to move. Or but anything, he comes back, I think, to to talk about guns again. And you know, my understanding, I I caught just a few minutes of his talk, but not the whole thing. My understanding was that that was one of the better received talks. And and I think it was really persuasive for him to see what's going on here. Oh, yeah. Stylistically, it's very different. Uh, Wyoming, stylistically, and that whole project is less engaging and more, uh, you know, Galt's Gulch kind of a deal. I don't I have no idea what's going on out there. Can you uh, be a little more clear with that without, uh, without well, I don't, stepping in it? I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I, 
I don't know a lot of specifics. I do know that apparently they have had some people move, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what kind of numbers they have. But if I hear you, there's dozens of movers. Yeah, it might be that many. If you ask uh, Boston now, Kenneth now, he would tell you that it is dramatically different from what we're doing here. Okay. In character and scope. I see. Yeah. Hmm. Is it's it's not like everybody's living together in one area, right? I don't think so. I don't know to be honest. Okay. Actually. Uh, Skip uh, Coyell, this is the founder of the Second Amendment March, and author of uh, seven books related to personal defense and uh-huh. uh, Second Amendment activism. Yep. Not familiar with him. Um, uh, uh, Midwest Tactical Training. Not, I'm not. I, I'm sure he'll give a great there, speech on guns. Right. There are there are things that I'll be excited to see because I don't know, you know, the details. Sure. How can you? Yeah. Uh, David D. Friedman, son of uh, Milton Friedman, I and guess, right. you know, it was funny. I uh, was out at the. Uh, uh, um, the Freedom Fest with you yes, right, right. <laughs> in uh, Vegas, and I ended up sort of talking to this guy, um, this uh, you know clearly academic sort of fella, while I was standing next to Patry Freeman, who's kind of a you know he's an advertiser on the show, kind of a friend of mine. I liked him when he sure. came to the last uh, Liberty Forum, and we've we've chatted many times. I enjoy his company, and I was talking to this guy, and he was just talking about the Norman Conquest and and uh, you know ancient England or whatever, and, and he was talking about kings and uh, monarchs as though I'm supposed to know some of these people's names. I, I don't know any of them. I mean, these are really old-time stuff, and then it turns out that that was uh, Patry's dad, it's David Friedman, and he was just really, really smart guy. That is going to be a speech I am absolutely not going to miss. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Angela Keaton's coming back out from yep, yep. Uh, Anti-War Radio, yeah. and um, Shelley Roach, the Ron Paul girl. Yep. She'll be out there. She's we got, uh, we, Yeah, it's good. It's going to be good. It, it, it is every year. How many, um, how many participants generally come? Uh, I guess we shouldn't use the term participants. How many people attend, attendees attend the, uh, the Liberty Forum? Well, if you factor out some of the bigger, um, like the Ron Paul uh, 2000, what was that, seven? I don't know. I think it was, oh, yeah. The one, the one when he, not the one he announced, but the next year. That, that was one was pretty big. That would, that would have been huge. That, yeah. that room, that was a room probably, it seemed to me, being in there, the size of a football field, an actual yeah. football field, and um, it was full, full yeah. of people. Yeah. I think in terms of whole weekend attendees, we typically run uh, in the 300s somewhere. And that's uh, for, you know, a winter. Come to New Hampshire in the middle of winter and see how cold it gets. Yummy. And and actually, that's partly why we do it in the winter. You know, people who don't like winter should come and check it out and see if they can survive for three days. If they can't, then maybe this isn't for you. But we have jackets. If you need mittens, let me know, you know. I think that that's, <laughs> that's the most telling thing about the, 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 um, the event is, wow, they really do have heaters here. Exactly. Because you know? yeah. <laughs> for me in Florida, I, nothing in the world except the Free State Project would have gotten me to move up north. Right. Nothing. And, um, you know, it, 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 here I am. And except the advent of heaters. <laughs> I wouldn't have, you know, I, I still don't think that the winter's that great up here. I'm not dying for it, but I didn't move up here because of the weather. And right. I didn't go out in the summer that much in Florida. It's not like I, yeah, you know, yeah, w- yeah. went out to the beach every day or anything like that. And I wasn't much of an outdoor person anyway. I've spent 90-something percent of my life indoors anyhow, yeah. and I still do. Yeah. So, yeah. no big deal. Yeah, I usually walk around the hotel with my bare feet sometimes. <laughs> Well, like you have to leave the hotel yeah. for the Liberty Forum unless you, you know, want, yeah. want to go somewhere. Yeah, T-shirts in March, it's no big deal. Just another example of your great social skills. <laughs> and uh, that's the list that's See, now that's, that smirk up. is not going to make it over the air. 
<laughs> the listeners are missing out. So that's the that's the list of the people at the. Uh, at, that's the current the list. list. There are a lot yeah. to be. Oh, now. there's a lot. Oh, more. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more coming. We've got more oh. keynotes coming, and and the whole slug more of uh, you know. How much is a slug? Anyway. I, it's a lot. A lot. Um, there's a, another one that I happen to know about that at this point uh, apparently is unannounced, but uh, I, I can, I'll, I will drop the name Big Head Press, and I'm very excited about that one, too. So you might know more than me. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, I mean, he's going to be one of the speakers, and to me, it's exciting. Yeah. So, um, and, and Porkfest uh, 2010, what's going to, any, any ideas what's going on there? Um. No, I th- I think it's a little early in the planning process. We have dates and locations, but um, that's that's the st- about what we've got right now. There's a few little details we need to fix, and otherwise, I think it's going to be another, um, you know, less organized, less formally organized, social, fun, campy, outdoorsy thing, and that's the way we like it in Lancaster, yep. New Hampshire. Same, same bat time, great. same bat great. time, same bat channel. Yeah. I, you know, I I have a difficult time picking between the two locations. That, that was I a like no-brainer. Better. I thought the last year was way better. But this one's more compact. Yeah. Um, and I like that because you had to walk everywhere, and there it was really just a it was a hike in the other place, uh, Gunstock. Um, yeah, you really had to hoof it to get out to the party zone. But y- y- this one was it. It felt like you could just wander from campsite to campsite talking to people, and it was uh, you know, homey, and there was a lot going on there. Um, Very I, social. Uh, yep. That's probably the word I use more than anything else, and and that's that's what we're after. So it's a better venue for that, I think. Yep, better for camping, better for families, uh, things like that. There were, uh, you know, besides there being lots of drinking and partying going on, there was also, you know, church services. I held a Quaker service. Yep. Uh, there was a, um, you know, one of them Jewish services, whatever they call those things. Oh, next Shabbat. Yeah, with yeah. that. We had one of those. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, ran what, the, I ran the Christian service. Yeah, what was what was that like? Yeah, we did some music. Uh, not very many people showed up. You know, Sunday morning at whatever, 8-something o'clock. Some people are recovering. I even offered coffee and donuts. But uh, that didn't work. I might do that again. So if you want free coffee and donuts, come to Porkfest. Well, you Christians uh, are used to big, uh, you know, people, lots of people showing up. At my Quaker event, I felt like it was great, and we had six people. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, to, to me, that was the, the perfect size. That's a good That's a good size uh, Quaker meeting. So. I didn't promote it a whole lot. Uh, we have in the past had 30 or 40 people at the Christian service, but uh, we didn't this year. Uh, mostly because I think I didn't say a whole lot. But we had music, and it was fun. There you go. Yeah. Ian, got any questions for Varen? Uh, I just nice to have him here. I like Varen; good guy. <laughs> well, thank What's you. going on with the what free? What do I need to know? I'm I'm already a part of the Free State Project. <laughs> We're already moved. I'm already excited about the uh, the Liberty Forum, which I I just wish I could attend more of it this year because I have to be in New York City for ninety percent of it. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I'm 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 a little jealous that, that Mark is going to get to uh, to attend the entire thing. Oh, I, I I I am excited to be able to attend the Liberty Forum. I am also kind of missing the idea that I, you know talkers is a fun event and i wish i could go to that too but uh you know we're gonna have to split ourselves up and that's just where the way that has to be yep. this time so what else is going on with the uh, the free state project that uh, we might uh, chat well, about I, while you're still here i don't yeah. i hate to rush you off oh I mean, no no well obviously you're aware you're aware of what you're up to yeah we're gonna I, I i believe um and you know obviously you can't take a stand on it i believe that if this thing work this i believe that this thing's going to work out and therefore uh we will probably complete the twenty thousand number somewhere in the range of 18 months yeah and um, and I hope that's the case. I, my crystal ball is fuzzier. We've done some. We haven't done telephone outreach before mm-hmm. uh, um, to other lists. Of course, you and I both made calls to the in-house list for the first 1,000 project. Yes. And we saw some results f- for that. That you know, in my view, now these people were already participants, so we sure. know they they like the idea. 
Um, in my view, though, the response was pretty encouraging. I think the lowest rate that I'm aware of we got was about 8%, and you and I both got, you know, in the 30s. Right. I got 33% of, yeah. uh, you know, of the people that I called, I was able to convert from Free State Project participants to first 1,000 signers. Yeah, and that's about how I did. And, and I think there were other callers that got a quarter or something like that. If I can take numbers that are a quarter or so of, of what you're talking, of what we're talking about here, yeah. I believe, or at least, a, you know, somewhere in the quarter, half, a third range, so you know maybe one every uh, six people every five people yeah. that is that are called from a libertarian type list and convert them into uh you know signers of the free state project and by doing that I'm going to drive them to the website as opposed to like taking right. their uh, assent over the phone I'm Yeah gonna... and that was one of the things that's been debated of course and and obviously we the board and and me have debated how you have you have have wanted to do this, and I think it's fundamentally a good idea. But coming up with how do we do that is is a little bit more challenging. Yep. So the details of do we take signups over the phone or not, and and is there any financial commingling or not, and all of that have been hotly contested. And uh, of course, I was. I was happy with what you and I discussed on, uh, tu- I guess it was Tuesday, right? Yeah, I'm surprised that I, um, you know, I changed my tune so easily. I just want to, I, I think that it's possible um, to get people to sign up, um, I, you know, to go to the website and sign up. And honestly, if it takes, you know, if it takes more fundraising, I think that people will do it if they if they see it working. So, I, And I think that makes sense. And whether, you know, whether the cost is, uh, you know, we've talked about various numbers 35 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something like that that it costs us to find one new participant if we can come up with something that works and is repeatable i think we'll be able to uh, you you and and you know maybe free talk live listeners maybe who knows who knows who would be interested in funding this but the money lots will of show, the, uh, yeah, lots of people the money will free talk up. live listeners have already sent me um e- emails wanting to fund this so yeah, you know yeah. thank you for everybody i'm going to have something available for you relatively soon to do that ian i know you've uh, prom- promised to pitch in and i appreciate that and and we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna get this list and we're going to move forward where's and, it coming from the list there's I, I i've sent it to jason and he's taking care of that um it, but it's it's some kind of list of uh, you know people that are registered to vote libertarian and hmm. uh, you know the, the st- what I'm going to start with is states that surround here. I figure it's easier to get somebody to move from Maine, Massachusetts, Maybe. Vermont, uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, those kind of I places. I don't know. You guys came from Florida and I came from California. A lot of people so. are going to want to leave California. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, have yeah. some real success out there. When yeah. I when I tell them every now and again, I get a chance to interact with somebody who doesn't really know what I've done. And, uh, Somebody you used to know in California? Yeah, maybe? right. Yeah, and I said, man, it's getting really bad. Yeah, it is. I said, well, I'm glad I left five years ago, and let me tell you why. <laughs> and it's going to get worse. Yep. Yeah. Yep, socialism just grows until it uh, has, has consumed the whole body. And uh, California is a very productive place. There's a lot it to is. consume. Um, you know, one of the seventh, what, the seventh largest economy in the world. Something like it's that, considered yeah. to be a country. But I don't, I don't contribute to their, their government budget anymore, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. It, it feels it, good. It does, it does feel good. It makes one feel all warm it, and fuzzy. It makes my bank account feel good, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and a lot of people, like for instance yourself, um, you know, your paycheck didn't take a hit moving out of uh, California. Oh, it increased. Right. So you you were able to do your job from being living anywhere. Same for Ian and I. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's been a real benefit if we could just find the libertarians um, out there that are that that do their own work. Um, you know, and get them to move. Yep. Uh, you know. I mean, I, I liked the idea of living near my mother in in Florida. It was cool and everything. But I'm trying to get convince her to move up here. So yeah, yeah. I've worked on my parents. You know, 
Uh, you know how it is. Not everybody's ready to do this, and that's okay. And see, the thing is, we we need to find the people that do. I think calling people on the phone is a good idea. I'm I'm not really sold on any one method. Whatever method works to find the right people, I think we ought to do it and do more of it until we get to twenty thousand. Sure. And the the difference of getting that there's a different person entirely um, that w- is willing to sign the Free State Project statement of intent from the person who's willing to move w- be within the first one thousand right. uh, registered movers. I don't right, know how right. many movers there are. I suspect there are more than a thousand people who have moved for the Free State Project here, but it's ca- the counter sits at seven eighty three. Yeah. And um, it's it's an entirely different group of people because yeah. these are the pioneers. These are the ones that are laying the foundations. They're creating the the corporate conversation that uh, that is going on as far as the liberty movement in in New Hampshire. And I think that uh, you know I, I think there's a lot of value in being one of the first movers, but. I like it because then I get to meet everybody one person at a time. I haven't even done a very good job of that, but I often wonder the last guy to show up, you know, hey, here's your 19,999 <laughs> new best friends. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave, you know. Oh, hey, boy. Hey, Dave. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just, it, it's, a, it's a different, we have to, what we have to do as the uh, the early movers is to, convince even even the people who've signed we still have to to make a convincing show of it that we're you know we're doing things here imagine yeah, what it would yeah. be like if all 10,000 of you come oh yeah i mean at this point we've got 783 so there's an advantage and a disadvantage to these uh, this uh, mover counter that sits up on the website this 783 number i think it- i think it's good and i and you know i wouldn't want to artificially inflate things i think you're right that the actual number is higher than that and i say that very regularly there's yeah. no way we can count everybody there are people who have moved that never signed up for for the Free State Project. Yep. And a lot of them, of course, we know don't tell us, and, and some don't up, update addresses with the Postal Service and all that. There's no way for us to find out. That said, we... You do give your list to the feds, though, right? No. <laughs> I mean, on. that's the thing. I mean, I, we, it's an organization of very principled libertarian people. We, You are uh, fastidious about the the list. Yeah. Um, anybody yeah. who touches the list has to sign a statement of intent, um, and it's yeah. it's rare that it gets handed out. And I, uh, you know, I had it at one point for the the first one thousand, but you then, you know, had me erase it afterwards. Yeah. And you know, that's how that's how things go with the list. We, we're very very picky about it. Yeah, we try to be careful because we want people who are understandably maybe paranoid. I mean, you know, you think about the consequences of what we're trying to do here, and mm-hmm. it, and it could be potentially dangerous if you think about it long enough, right? And I could understand how people might not want to get picked on by Big Brother, so to speak. Thing is, they're going to come get you eventually, anyway, right? I mean, if what you if, if you're you believe, effective. right? If you well, if you believe in freedom and uh, and you move toward it, uh, yeah. you become a target. So. I think so. That's why I favor coming out of the closet with both barrels blazing. Yeah. You know? Except without the barrels or the without blazing. the barrels. You get, but you guys do that. You're on the air. Everybody knows. There's no secret about what you guys think. And I tend to approach it the same way. Yeah. If somebody at, now, I may I may say things nicely so that yes, I don't do. I don't really attack people's. You know, source of income, for example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, try, I try to be gentle about that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is, I, I, I am at heart a philosopher. I have a philosophy. And, you know, I'm not afraid to tell you what it is if you really want to know. I, you know, I, I think that that's I think it makes the most sense because, um, you know, people people are looking for philosophies. They want to mull these things over. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I'm of the opinion you should be generous. Um, the 
the the trick I no one's convinced by somebody getting in their face calling them a uh, you know a a, a tax sucking bureaucrat. Right, right. Um, and that's not that's not a convincing way to uh, especially when the person on the other end puts their heart in to trying to educate kids and you know from difficult especially. backgrounds and you you know runs attacking, into burning buildings yeah attacking somebody like that is just foolish in my opinion yeah doesn't it doesn't work yeah. so <laughs> but you know the see and the free state project doesn't have to take positions on all of that we of course hope that people will be civil and all of that but what we're saying is. Exert the fullest practical effort towards the creation of a society in which the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. And we can't possibly police that, so we're we're asking people to be effective. That means positively effective. And if you do something that really irritates other people, that may not be effective. It may not. Well, we've seen ostracism happen here amongst the activists. There have been a handful of people that have made some pretty big errors and have refused to correct their errors after yeah. the fact. And and they've been outed. I mean, uh, at this recent pork fest, there was somebody who got up on stage and literally called another um, free stater out on the carpet as essentially being a thief. Yeah. And yeah. that person disappeared there uh, thereafter and has not been heard from since. Yep. So the the ostracism potential is very uh it's it's there and the ostracism itself if it happens can be very very powerful so it's a, it's a tight group of, of of people that believe in honesty and personal responsibility i don't there's know there's no why. room for for thieves or right. anything i don't no. know why anyone wouldn't want to be around people like that quite honestly and of course and of course in a movement that's that's technologically driven like the free state project which you know wouldn't exist i don't think without the internet no way most people who are free state project participants inter- interact on the internet now for somebody like that to make a blunder that big and not make any effort to fix it they're what they're really setting themselves up for is they can't use the internet anymore because everybody else that's part of the free state project is very competent at using the internet yeah and that goes across borders i mean you know you can you can find me in kyrgyzstan on the internet <laughs> right and if you were to go look for that person's name uh yeah. you know go search for it you're going to find threads about that person you, and what you know they where did. they are <laughs> Yeah, huh? even if even if that it's, person moves, yeah. I mean, they'd have to change their name, which they might do. But yeah, on the internet, know. they do the people yeah. do 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 do, yeah. do those things. And not that I advocate being overly harsh, but the point the point obviously. No, is, this was this guy was given plenty of opportunities yeah. to make good, and mediation was was attempted, and he blew it. Yeah. So. He's on the outs now. Um, you were we were talking about uh, the weather as a one of the one of the things that people use as uh, you know a reason, one of the um, you know excuses or whatever whatever term one wants to use objections to moving to the Free State Project. Sure. Um, what do you think besides weather and and certainly uh, you know I. I, I, it snows here. It gets yeah. cold here. Yep. And if you lie to somebody about, oh, it's not so bad, the cold, it only, if, you t- if you lie to them about how cold it gets or something like that, I don't think that's very effective. Um, so you have to tell them the truth. Yes, it's cold here. It's much colder than Florida. However, you know, th- th- those aren't... That- I tell them it's 72 degrees all the time. I just don't tell them where. <laughs> What what are the other objections that you find as far as uh, people wanting to move for the Free State Project? What have you, what well, have you found? A, a big one that I think is pretty difficult to impossible for us to overcome with persuasion is family. Yeah. And, and, I, and, this, I, and the most important me. is the subset family wife. Um, is well, there's that, spouse. but there's also the aging parent phenomenon, and we, yep. hear, we hear that a lot, or the, or the other, you know... Some relative that for some reason isn't mobile and you have a connection there that requires your presence Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And, you know, I don't advocate splitting up families or anything like that to do this. I think this is something that needs to be done if you're part of a family as a family or at least if you're, you know, 
separating from your aging parents or whatever, make sure they're taken care of. Don't don't ignore your family. Right. I I wouldn't either. I I do find that there are there's there's a certain amount of guys. Um, I'm sure there's uh, some girls too that this has occurred with. I I just haven't you know they, they don't come to mind off the top of my head. But ones that have for whatever reason are so excited and so dedicated to the idea of the Free State Project for whatever reason their marriage. You know, like they they just want to come so badly that yeah. their marriage is affected by it. Um, you know that the wife doesn't want to come, and it just right. it, you know, like it 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 they're they're drawn so much that it kind of draws things apart. Yeah, I I think it's sad. It is, um, but it's, it's tragic. It, you know, I mean, I also know what it's like to be that passionate about you know something, and 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 I I sort of understand. Yeah. Uh, well, and I'm I'm very fortunate, you know. You know Edie, of course, and mm-hmm. she's uh she's a superstar in in so many ways. And has been, you know, patient and generous. And of course, she volunteers for the Free State Project mm-hmm. also. And uh, she, she's part of the Liberty Ladies too. She is. She's yeah. In yeah. that organization. And there's that's another thing um, that we should talk about uh, about the Free State Project is there's organizations for every type of person. We sure. have a, there's a family family organization here locally. I'm sure they there's plenty of them around the state. There's uh, the Ladies of Liberty. There's all kinds of uh, of, of groups of different uh, people that like to go shooting. People that like to uh, you know drink so- social things, karaoke stuff. People do all is kinds. Is there of actually things. a drinkers group? Well, I mean. <laughs> social Sundays, social yeah. su- oh, Sundays, okay, okay. Uh, Taproom yeah. Tuesdays in Manchester. I, I, I don't know what. I mean, to, to me, going to have a couple of beers is drinking. So, yeah, I mean, right, right. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking yeah. about the uh, Free State winos. However, <laughs> you know, after this show, as the show gets, as the uh, the the pro project gets more and more successful, there probably will be. Yeah. So. Um, and then and then they'll be at odds with the AA Free Staters. That's. <laughs> <laughs> You people are poisoning the well. That's right. <laughs> but, but then that's the beauty, of course, of the Free State Project itself. We don't stick our nose into any of that. Yep. You know, that is that is now participant activity. Our job is simply to find the people who want the free society to move here. And then we, we you, from the standpoint of the Free State Project, you all, figure out how you're going to do it and what you're going to do along the way. And that's none of our business, with the exception of if you start advocating violence, racism, or bigotry, then we will say... We're removing you from the database, and we are not going to call you a Free State Project participant anymore. And please don't call yourself that. And if you leave New Hampshire, that won't hurt our feelings. And it's happened. Yeah. And um, so one of the other objections that I've uh, I've run across, of course, is job. Yep. Um, That's some, a biggie. Pe- some people have a job, and it's a good one, and they don't want to leave it. Um, some people don't have a job; uh, they've lost it recently because the economy's down all over. Oh yeah. Um, and because they you know now they don't have enough money to move and uh, you know jobs are jobs an issue as yeah, far as uh, yep. getting here um and could be an opportunity too it absolutely can be what um what is i know the free state project has taken steps in that area to be able to help people in the areas of jobs yeah. looking for housing things like that what do, what do you guys offer cuz I, I honestly do not know yeah both of those um we've done some things and and there again we try what we try to provide is good information we're not yeah. in the business of helping people find jobs like job sure. you know headhunting job search service, but we have an extensive page at freestateproject.org slash jobs that has tons of resources. If you go there and can't can't find a job, then, well, you probably didn't go. I don't think it'd be possible to use all of those resources with 24 hours in the day. Let's just put it that way. Gotcha. 
They um, also the uh, if you the New Hampshire has one of the best uh, w- rates right now of, of yeah, employment. Yeah, the, un- the unemployment rate's better. I mean, it's bad here. It's kind of like government. Government's you know bad right. here too, right? But government's bad here it's, too. It's, it's just bad better than where worse. you are. It's just not as getting worse as fast, and it's not as bad. Well, it's not getting as worse as fast now uh, the, the, because there's more room for government to grow in in New Hampshire. It was a dangerous time, absolutely, and still is on the verge of a dangerous time. Well, I um, wouldn't say on the verge. It is dangerous. It, it's it's dangerous there's and no verge about it <laughs> well well the free state project has gotten loud enough and big enough yeah. now that i feel that we like i feel with the seatbelt thing in 2000 and yeah eight, the end of eight or beginning of nine 2009 um that we're not going to deal with that again as it's not going to get as close as it did i hope um, so. this last because it got stays. within a hair's breadth of getting yeah. getting past but those there are several examples of things like that where new hampshire um and without the impact of the free state project was getting worse but not at the same rate mm-hmm. and now it's easy for us to say that because of the actions of some free state project participants it's better than it would have been otherwise and that really proves the concept of the free state project and there again this is not stuff you know the free state project doesn't have a position on seat belts seat belt bills or right. or people in the legislature who work on them or what side of that just like every other issue that we do occasionally talk about but what we're talking about is the effectiveness of the participants and I think that is worth talking about as long as people understand we're not endorsing their activity one way or the other. Uh, the gay marriage thing can, comes up from time to time. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a great example. It's of, a great example because it's, number one, it's highly controversial. And, and for that reason, I, I don't like to talk about it unless I have enough time to explain things satisfactorily. Right. But the bottom line is that there were Free State Project participants involved in both sides of that issue, and they moved the peanut around on both sides of that issue. Mm-hmm. So... There is effectiveness well there. The, you know? Yeah, the the two sides for uh, for libertarians on that issue is should uh, the the marriage contract through the state be extended to uh, you know same sex couples, right? Or um, should the marriage contract by the uh, of the state be dissolved entirely? Right. And so therefore, do we expand that program to right. same sex couples? And and those were the those were the arguments that Free State Project participants were having. The beauty of it is. It, you know, if I put on my Free State Project president hat, I don't, I don't engage in that debate. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a, t- it's a tough one for, for me, and I think it's, I think it's a great example of how people, um, who are of sort of the, the liberty, the different kinds of liberty people who have moved here, and, and it speaks to their effectiveness um, yeah. at the same time. Yep. So, uh, you know, um, when they, when people used. Uh, you know the term free stater um, here. It, when you move to the state in a disparaging manner or whatever, um, you know they, they don't know who they're talking about. Right. They, what they're talking about is some people they've seen on the news doing uh, outside the system activism or some stuff that they've read from uh, you know liberal pl- uh, newspapers talking about how these people here want to you know bring us back to the Stone Age or whatever it is that they claim. Sure. And um, but you know that's standard fare. They say oh those darn Democrats or oh those darn Republicans. Yes, they do. Or, it doesn't matter what the label is. Group affiliation is an easy way to discriminate. One of my favorite examples, uh, just to interject here, of proof of concept that the Free State Project is working has to be Brad Jardis uh, from Law Enforcement uh-huh. Against Prohibition. Uh, just today, he posted over on the Freaking Forum this uh, quote, which I think is a ringing endorsement. He said, as a born and raised New Hampshire resident, police officer, drug reform activist, and person who wants to see liberty in my lifetime, I love free staters. I can't wait till there are thousands and thousands here to counterweight all the people who want to rule over others. Now, this is a guy who, when... Mark and I first met him three years ago in Manchester for lunch. 
he wasn't so sure about the whole civil disobedience thing and was still very, very afraid to kind of um, he was already out of the closet technically as uh, as a law enforcement officer who was against prohibition at that time. That's how we found out who he was. But he was frightened of the idea of uh, basically letting it be known what department he worked for because he knew what was going to happen he knew that if the word got out about that that they were going to come after him they were going to it was frightened they were going to crack down on him and it turns out his fears were legitimate in that he did finally it was revealed i think it was earlier this year and i think february that uh he works for the epping pd and it was after that point that the epping uh police started to really come down on him and uh, making his his life very difficult and now they're trying to get him terminated but if you look just a couple weeks ago and we had brad on the show for an hour to talk about this they had the termination hearing approximately 60 or more freedom loving people most of which were free state project participants right. the super majority of them free yeah. state project participants came out from all across the state to go to this selectmen's meeting in in epping yep. which is not the biggest place in new hampshire oh, yeah, so right, right. i mean how often do the uh, selectmen in epping have a packed house with you know professional videographers there recording yeah. the entire thing and just the fact that brad jardis has a network of people who are supporting him who otherwise would not have been here. He otherwise would never have uh, likely had the encouragement and the friendships right. that he needed, uh, the relationships that he needed to come out and do what he's done to speak out against the war on drugs. Right. So well, that right there is in a tremendous win. How and, many of these? I'm so, I'm sorry, very. Yeah, how sure. many of these uh, these these bureaucratic political functions go on without the light of day being shown on them? I mean, what happened at last month at last week's uh, Roxbury, New Hampshire's? Uh, Selectman's meeting. Do you know, Varen? I don't. No, because nobody's there. Nobody cares. These right. these people go about their business and they vote away our freedom as much as they can, as quickly as they can. They run over whomever they wish to run over, and they, you know, when people show up in mass, dozens and dozens of them with big old cameras, it 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 scares these people's hair white. Yeah, and 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 I would ask, where else in the world? Does that happen? Right. Where else in the world? It's not, of course, happening in every um, in every place in New Hampshire. I wish, oh, but, I w- it, but it happens over and over and over. It again does. It, it has happened so many times yeah. here, and and it, it does when when important issues come up for free staters, they um you know they 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 show up in mass and and they really make a stand. And I think it's. Uh, yeah. If if someone cares about liberty, it seems to me that the Free State Project is something that they should give they should give serious consideration to. I know I've been uh, harsh on people in the past on it, and I'm going to try to 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 be a little more lax because I do understand why some people might not move for the Free State Project, but I you know it deserves I, their serious consideration. I think it does too. Up and to coming to a Liberty Forum or a Pork Fest and seeing oh, what it's like. I I would agree with that, and and. You know, uh, obviously this is not happening anywhere else in the world. I go all over the world. I I can't find this anywhere else. Nowhere else in the United States, nowhere else in the world does does this happen, and it happens because of the Free State Project. Uh, and it's not that we said, hey, everybody go support Red. You know, th- this is things that participants no, they decided. individually decided they that individually he was worth decided. supporting and getting behind him and and being uh, friendly with because. If it weren't for the free staters, Brad likely would never have had the relationships that he would have needed to give right. him the encouragement to continue being as strong as he was. He's a very strong, courageous guy to do what he did three years ago or, or however long ago it was he 
join law enforcement against prohibition without having the backup. But if he were to continue, uh, if he were to continue down that road without having any of these people here to, that he can meet with and he can hang out with, then he would be on the outs from all of his old buddies in the police department, most of them, because they, right. you know, shunned him at this point, and he'd have no friends left because right. most of the other folks out there, even if they would agree with him, the the New Hampshireites that might agree that yes, we should end prohibition, they're not activists, so they're right. not going to come right. out and and help this guy. Not to mention that um, because of that, the next guy who comes up decides to be an active duty police officer and a member of law enforcement against prohibition has some reason has has a little more reason to do so. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to still take somebody with a pair of big brass ones, but they don't have to be quite as big and quite as brass um, yeah. to, in order to do it because they they wow. There's somebody who will support me, um, and that's you know it, that that it, it matters. Well, at least here in New Hampshire, nature in New Hampshire, only in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know where else would you get? I don't know how many. What you said, sixty people or something. I like heard that? more than that. I think yeah. sixty is a safe number. Yeah. So I, where else in the world do you do that? Uh, and I often tell the story of. I mean, we all have our stories. You guys from Florida. I was the chair of the Fresno County LP for a while. 800, there's 800,000 people in Fresno County, and we could get 15 of them to show up if we pulled out wow. all the stops. That was a, that's a big meeting. That's a big meeting. Oh, if you pulled out all the stops? Yeah. I had you mean on a invite, big day? Invite personal friends and all that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that... Um, that when the, I drug my dad along, then we got 15, you know? <laughs> well, you know, at the Sarasota County LP, and I think largely because of Ian's... Um, Ian was so active, uh, We I think we probably had two dozen people show up on the night of Bill Van Allen's uh, uh, victory party <laughs> for, on the, um, for his uh, second state state house run where he got he got 30-something percent of the vote. Oh, I that's, mean, that's good. All it's the, a two-way race. It was a two-way race. Oh, um, yeah, right. Yeah. The, the, it was a Republican and then... And the anybody, three-way race he was in a couple of years before was three percent. I think. Yeah, something. That's about normal. I got. That's what yeah. I got. I got about two when I ran for Congress. That's yeah. a normal, very normal thing. Yep. You know. So um, it, it, it sounds low in Fresno, but that's that people are facing that all over. That's America. the normal situation. Yeah. And um, I guess that's. You know, part of uh, getting back all the way around to the um, the the issue that we started this with, and that's what I don't want people to believe about the Free State Project. I believe that the Free State Project board, which does extraordinarily little, um, mm-hmm. it, it is is just as bureaucratic as the, um, the 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 LPs around you know the little county LPs around the uh, um, the nation. But their members are highly highly effective, yep. and it's. It's because it's decentralized. It's because people are encouraged from the very onset of going to sign up at freestateproject.org to be um, active in their own ways that things are, that that things happen. Yeah. Because so many times, if it was up to the board or even one person, if it was up to me as the president of the Free State Project to organize all this activism, it would not be what it is today. You couldn't even if you were paid. You wouldn't no. be able to do all this stuff. Definitely and not. It's like it's like having the government uh, run the marketplace, like they did in the Soviet Union. That's why they had bread lines. Uh, yeah. It's not like they couldn't grow food. It's just that the, 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 it was the, the the apparatus was inefficient and all that other stuff. So there's no way you could do a top-down c- command and control kind of uh, situation. That no, way. and it's contrary to the personalities that we're dealing with. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for us, to you've provide... got recalcitrant people that can't can't play well with others. Right. <laughs> Some, not not everybody. No, I'm just... I mean, you know, that's a stereotype. There is truth to that stereotype. I was, I was it was a self-effacing I, I, joke. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> There is, Mark, there is truth to that stereotype. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sitting amongst it. <laughs> but um, not everybody is that way. There are people that play well with others. And so you can do bigger things like a Liberty Forum or something like that. 
But, uh, you know, if we were to create some agenda at the board level, that would be an utter disaster. We have one thing. We have a good idea. Yes. And, and a kind of a mechanism to facilitate it. Why don't we all who like freedom go to one place? Go sign up here. When we get to 20,000, everybody move. Well, you know. That, come sooner. <clears throat> come sooner. That fell apart from day one. I mean, the day of the vote. In fact, somebody moved before the vote. To the wrong you? state. <laughs> no. What was oh, okay. it? Tell me about that. Russell Canning. What, where did he move? He moved to, oh, yeah, uh, what did right. he move? Montana, Montana or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, he thought it was Wyoming. Montana. Wyoming. I think he moved to my, Wyoming. I yeah. thought it was Wyoming, too, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, as far as I know, the only pre-vote mover, and he moved to the wrong state, which I think is hilarious. But. <laughs> well, Russell Canning, in so many ways, is a hilarious man. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's the he's the kind of guy that absolutely would have moved before the vote. That's right. Um, but uh, you know I, I I believe New Hampshire. There's so many people that want to second guess the vote, and uh, you know, you know I what? would like to second guess the the vote. I think out. Liechtenstein would have been a better choice, but sure. it wasn't on the it wasn't on the ballot because God knows what the immigration policies would have been like. Yep. And I understand why people like Wyoming. There's there's some good things about Wyoming. It's a smaller and less pop less populous state. Way, way less population. And so the lowest, I think it's the lowest population state in the whole nation. I but it's not so actually too. smaller. It's much larger. It's, it's larger. the physical size. Sure. Yeah. So you have to es- essentially move into an area that's the size of New Hampshire in order to be effective. Somewhere around the, the ca- capital, what is it, Carson City? No, Cheyenne. that's uh, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, whatever yeah. it is. Um, Carson City is Nevada. But um, they... You know, you'd have to move into the, that area in order to be effective. It just doesn't, you know, it's too big to be able to to yeah. travel across and things like that. There, were, there was a lot of concern early on about the Free State Wyoming deal, and and but you know, Boston Tea Party, he's coming to Liberty Forum. He and I finally had a chance to meet face to face last year, and it went well. I think several years earlier that could have been a little more challenging because there was some, I would say, legitimate concern of fracturing this thing up over the East versus West and all of that. That's not going to happen, and we know that now. Everybody knows that. We know that there are people that simply will not move to New Hampshire because they want to stay out West or something like that. Well, they can go to Wyoming. That's fine. Yep. And uh, there's people, of course, that won't won't want to move to Wyoming that could come here. But the presence of another movement doesn't doesn't really bother me. Now, it is worth pointing out that diluting to the point of ineffectiveness. We totally need 50 ruins. free state projects. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I, would, <laughs> I would actually, I would reply with, yes, you're right, we do, but let's do them one or two at a time. You know, well, you we, we have 50 free state projects. How's that going? How's um, that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, the, yes. So, I mean, when you, when you know what you've got, you need to change your course of action. Right. And I would have moved to Wyoming if that was the right place to, if, if, if that's where people went and things were happening. Yeah. And so I think, but I think New Hampshire is a better choice. It's got an international border. Yep. Um, it will not be land. International borders. Well, you know, you got Canada and the ocean. Yeah. Right. Well, I was going to say a deep sea port. Okay. Um, which I think makes that clear. But um, <laughs> the, you know, it's it's got these things that Wyoming doesn't have. That's a right. huge issue. And um, you know, I mean, there might be some states geographically that might have uh, looked better. Like Maine would have been cool because you could just cut that off and nobody would care, would miss it. <laughs> I mean, Maine is going to be feel really bad if for yeah. whatever reason uh, New Hampshire decides that they want to declare independence from the United States. And that is not a stand of the Free State Project. It is. Uh, that's that's right. We don't take a. There, that's another thing that's been confusing over the years. Is this a secession movement and the answer is no we want freedom whether or not that requires secession is a matter of opinion and i don't one think that, we need it but and I, one I'm the free state it. project doesn't take 
I'm for it. I just don't think we necessarily need it. I think the federal yeah. government's gotten big, but I don't think they're going to be willing to roll tanks in in the day and age when they can't win a war in, in you know, third world countries. They're going to roll tanks in on their own citizens. Well, they don't have to go as far here. <laughs> it's uh, understood, but you know, what, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, really? They're going to blow up buildings and, and things? Well, you know, they changed, their mind. they changed their mind at police stops and courtrooms and all of that just when somebody with a video camera shows up. Mm. So, and you think that that wouldn't be videoed? Good yes. grief. Yeah. You know? Video cameras are going to change everything. I mean, they, they didn't run over that guy in Tiananmen Square with the, the, you know, the tanks. when That, that um, picture, when which is were etched in the mind of almost every adult today, has changed the world. Yeah. That was, that was the demonstration that everybody remembers. It shows video, how. Uh, uh, yeah, it does. It shows how powerful a a camera is, and b a guy who says no thank you. That's right. Is and um I what I I love the way the guy doesn't you know he doesn't you know act forcefully towards the tank he just kind of scoots over a little bit and um you know shows that I'm look you're not gonna no I'm not letting you go around yeah you must stop yeah and it's it it it's it, you know shows the power of one man saying no. Yep, and getting that on video was brilliant. Yep, and we have lots and lots of cameras amongst our Free State Project. Uh, yep. uh, and a lot of people willing to say no, and I think more over <laughs> That's time. True. Yeah. That's true, yeah. So um, I think that's exciting what is you know coming next. I, I think, in me, to my mind, there is no doubt that the Free State Project is going to be successful. Now, at that point, you have to define what is successful. For me, Baron... I would take I would I would take just what we've got today. If not another person moved in, I think that the the role of government here is just so impeded. It's it's like having a couple of uh, bricks tied to it. Yeah. It's slowed down. It's 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 dragging its sea anchor, and it just it's it's very difficult for it. I think they'll get a little better at dealing with the amount of people that there are, but there's more moving in constantly. Yeah. And at some point or another, that whole snowball is going to be stopped. The government can't grow. And then I think it's going to take a little bit more and a little bit. Um, it's going to take a lot of people to start rolling it back because yeah. the government's intended to be static, not right. um, uh, not to change. And so that that's going to be a, a whole other step. But if you could stop the growth of government in New Hampshire, yep. that to me is success. And I think that should be a lot easier than rolling it back. There's a lot of reasons why rolling it back is really a difficult thing to do. Yeah. There are practical reasons why that's hard to do it, without doing it all at once. Sure. You know, that may very well be the role of the outside the system activists. I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, it, 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 if they're willing to, to, to run at it like lemmings and get thrown in jail um, for whatever it is that it is fill, that fill they the want jails. to do. Right. <laughs> fill, fill the jails. They can't lock us all up. Just hundreds of us. Well, right. when did they put your parking ticket trial off to? <laughs> April, the, April the 4th or something. They're already backed that far up. So, <laughs> it's I mean, incredible. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, for a parking for a five dollar parking ticket. I just want to find out who's being charged. Yeah, I want to know who you're charging here because you gave me a trial. I don't own the car. Um, <laughs> just think, Mark, you never would have considered doing anything like this back in Florida. I might have gone for a parking ticket uh, trial just for kicks to see what it was like, but more more than likely, I would have just paid. I did always just pay them and move on. Yeah, yeah. but I'm that's expedient, but it doesn't stop them from evil. No, it does not. Yeah, so. Anyway, Varen, it's uh, it's it's just about showtime, and sure. um, you know, thanks. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, and you know, if if the listeners out there who are Free State Project participants are paying attention, there's one thing that I would say, with in the sense of preaching to the choir, and I know I don't have to do this, but I think it's worth saying, and that is, you know, keep in mind the difference between the Free State Project and participant activity, mm-hmm. and you know, try to respectfully make that clear. 
so that people here don't get turned off by free state errors. And well, I think that I think that's I think that's partly important because it would affect our future success down the road. I think that um, if you're going to wear your Free State Project T-shirt in New Hampshire, you should do it to use to, to mow the lawn or something. Yeah. Um, I think that once you get here, personally, if you're not a radio talk show host or the president of the Free State Project, that you should zip uh, and you know say you moved here for your job or your family or whatever it is, or or um, just because I love the state, you that that is an excuse that gets. I just love New Hampshire. I, I only wore mine once. I uh, use I use that excuse. I this because this is better than California. Nobody ever asks anymore. They all know it's well, now better you than California. <laughs> <laughs> now now you live here, but you know people do get asked when yeah. you you know you've moved in the last couple of months or something like. That. Well, why'd you move? Oh, I still get asked. And people want to know those things. And yeah. you know, I, I just love New Hampshire. Well, isn't that great? I moved to live for your die. They just yeah. whatever you know those those any of those answers are fine. When you start saying for the Free State Project, then you know it, it just I don't, and, and I don't mind people being honest about that, but I would just, you know, try to make it clear that this is not Free State Project activity. And I do that myself. I ran, as you may know, I ran for uh, state rep last year. Mm-hmm. I ran is a bit of an overstatement. But the times that I interacted with the media, I made it clear the Free State Project is not at all engaged in my campaign. I got you a vote. Why, thank you. Yeah, I made sure this guy went out. He's he's Ooh. always on the fence. It's tough for him to go vote. It, 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 it won't let me It now. hurts him. Uh, you'll get to vote if you want to vote. You know vote. what, Ian? God. I paid you back, though. You, oh, oh, by voting for for me? I did. Oh, I wrote okay. you in for mayor. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, you got nine <laughs> One votes. One of my nine. Yeah. What, uh, now you know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, so I guess we're done then. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Thanks, Farron, for coming by. Thank you, My Aaron. pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Freestateproject.org. Good night. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.